nebula deep in space to the crater in the bottom of a volcano this is the war and beast podcast i'm greg i'm emily i'm jordan and i'm hoping we can find out how many licks it takes play it takes to get to the tootsie roll center of a tootsie pop this episode what? i have okay. no idea where this is coming from but i can't wait to find out <laughs> this week we are reviewing season three episode 11 other victories see i knew the episode number right off the top of the bat Yay. There we go. And you didn't say the wrong other V word. I know. This is great. I'm off to a great start this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was an episode. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. of course we'll 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 have some opinions t- towards the Tell end. Your home. Tell your homework. I know it was one person's not so favorite episode. Rightfully yeah. so. Hey, Gre- Greg, yeah. say say the say the thing that you said again. Because I just accidentally played a YouTube video and it totally covered you up in the recording. <laughs> this is my mouth hanging open right now. <laughs> it's okay, we'll edit it. Say no, it again. That's why you need to say it again. <laughs> I'm. I'll say it after. I'll. Uh. Say it again. Cause I actually. I guess you can. I guess you can just. Funny. You could just re-record it when you go to when you actually edit it if you want to. <laughs> Uh, crap baskets. So this was oh, an wait, episode. I got the backup. I've got the backup. Okay. I've got the backup. <laughs> so it'll be like, it it'll be like this part. You should edit out though. Cause it was really bad. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> I'll screw it. I'll leave it in just so people are like, Oh, I mean, you know, it's not, it's only for like a second. Like you just with it. Never mind. Whatever. What were you doing watching your YouTube clip? I, I, I'll explain in a minute. Okay, well, you need to explain IMDb stuff anyway, so you don't have IMDb open, do you? I do, I do. As the Vok attack Tarantulas, he briefly Such makes a, a crucifix <laughs> with his fingers. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. Crucifix of his fingers. Yep. Yes. Uh, the Nemesis, which is the Decepticon ship that plays a big role in the series finale, is briefly Spoilers. seen on Tarantulas' <laughs> monitor screen. I noticed that. I I wasn't sure it was the Nemesis until I checked the the wiki and and you know and the IMDb, but that's what I thought it was. 
Was that it for IMDb? That that is it for IMDb. <laughs> I just added a YouTube video to the Skype chat. It's um that I believe be is it's the um over everything. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's it's got some some trivia about the Vok. If you guys want to watch it real fast, oh. should we? Yeah, sure. I... Let's take a here, look here. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it so it'll be in the recording because it's mostly it's an audio <laughs> thing. Um, okay. Uh, so Skype window went away. Where is it? I hate when that happens. Okay. Okay. Has everybody got episode, it up, guys? Has everybody so, got it up? Okay. This is riveting nope. podcast. Pause. Pause for thirty seconds while I play the while I play the thing so we have the audio in the in the file. Okay. They'll eat your home. They'll eat your homework. They'll eat you. Excuse me. Yes. Can you tell me how many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Perhaps. Why? At the center of every Tootsie Pop, there's a chocolatey, chewy Tootsie Roll. Begin the count. One, two, two. You bet. You bet. Allow me. One, two. How many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Three. The world may never know. We bet. We bet. They'll eat your home. So, uh, so did you guys watch it? Yeah, we watched yes. it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's it's a uh, Vok hanging out with uh, Megatron. <laughs> sure, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners can't see the footage, so they well, don't know what the so, fuck we're talking about. <laughs> so, what was that? Chalk, chalk then uh, asked asking with the foot Tootsie Roll pops. Who? who? Chalk or Chuck. well, it's not. I didn't think it was Una. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever the other one's name is. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys are at home, uh, that was a Tootsie Pop commercial from the nineties that uh, uh, everyone will remember. If you, it was probably on most Beast Wars episodes because uh, it was from that time period. And yeah, the thing it looks like a Vok from I'm this episode. Save that link so I that mean, I can yeah, put it sure. into the right up. Like a robot skull thing, which is what a Vok looks like. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, there's connections here. <laughs> there. That link is saved, so it shall go into the write-up this week. So everybody will know what you're talking <laughs> about. <sighs> okay, so IMDb's out of the way. Jordan, what did you have there? Okay, so um, there's actually a, a big section for animation and technical errors. Uh, because uh, at certain points, for some reason, the models went to low res. Like they kept slipping into the low res version bef- or back to the normal version, and mm-hmm. also a lot of clipping. But you know, that's I'm not going to get into all of those. None of them are really that interesting. Yeah, probably probably okay to to skip over those. Uh, there there mentioned some continuity errors. So let's see. This episode, see the Tripedius console described as having different origins than being Decepticon descendants. Back in the agenda, however, the console spoke of their Decepticon ancestors in private amongst themselves. That's potentially a bit of glaring retcon, though we might be charitable and suggest that the original line, uh, ever since the Autobots defeated the Decepticon ancestors, we Predacons have, have worked secretly toward towards the day where we might rise up and take what what is rightfully ours that's that's the quote by the way mm-hmm. uh refers to the predacon faction collectively rather than the council specifically mm-hmm. uh yeah and you were alluding to that that tarantula shit like a few episodes ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh considering at least some time has passed uh since the last episode there's no logical explanation for why no one has bothered to explain to Ratchet that megatron now had the original megatron spark and thus why he ne- 
needed to ex- needed it explained to him uh, in this episode. Nor has Ratchap been portrayed as anything but intelligent up until this point, so that he so he need this explained to him a second time. Uh, if we're assu- <laughs> if we're assuming they did tell him and he just forgot, this was likely only done to serve as an explanation for the audience. Yeah, true. And Tigerhawk. So, hmm? so um, just if you can just check the animation and technical errors, is there one on there that says the CGI was really bad in this episode? <laughs> I I mentioned he did make mention that yes that there was a lot of errors. They kept going down like to low res model and a lot of clipping. Oh, so okay. That counts. Uh, maybe maybe I see. I wasn't paying attention. I guess. Uh, <laughs> This isn't a news post, Ken. It's just, it's just like the man, the man, the CGI looked bad in this episode. Like it was, I even, I even like said something to my wife, who's you know only half paying attention. She's like, yeah, the it looks really washed out, and I was like, what do you mean by washed out? Because I don't know technical terms, and it was like. <laughs> It's too like it was too everything was like too bright in a lot of scenes and so it, there what you you didn't see the the sort of yeah it was like yeah things were too bright it was like the yeah the character models were just off I'm glad that I'm glad that uh I'm not the only one that thought that cuz like part of it is the like the way that the technology has advanced it has become less like the style has become less like we just barely can do computer animation and we're trying to make it look like cartoons to we're trying to make it look extra shiny and metal and awesome in a way that just doesn't do it for me. I, I will point out, I don't really like the Vok design very much, but that's just because it's so very generic. Oh Anyways. my God. The Vok design is awful, but yeah, yeah. we'll get, we'll get into that. Uh, uh, Tiger Hot is quickly to try and shoot Megatron in spite of Optimus's warnings that the destruction of Megatron's spark will have dire repercussions. Uh, when captured by Tarantulas, he knows that he needs to protect the Autobots and Decepticons aboard the Ark. Perhaps Optimus talked him around? I will be, to be fair, uh, I will say that uh, Primal kind of did hem and haw without basically saying exactly that he has the yeah. original Megatron spark. Yeah. I mean, he could he he could have taken a few seconds to say, yeah, like he's got the original Megatron spark. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> that would have at least given him pause and actually let him be able to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so we got some continuity notes. Uh, <laughs> Quick strike is on trail for Stretchery and Master Blaster, which mm-hmm. I want to say this is that was at least my favorite part of the episode. Yes. That was uh, pretty cool. The gun Donobot uses during Quick Strike Trial is one of the guns Rampage used in the Agenda Part 3. Oh. Uh, Tarantulas seem to be happily working under Megatron since the events of Cutting Edge. Since his power play last episode, he's gone back to acting solo. Um, let's mm. see. Not only is this the first time that Airazor and Tigertron have, have appeared since being abducted in other visits, it's the first time they've ever been directly mentioned by other characters. <laughs> Some friends the Maxicals are. <laughs> Uh, Megatron tries to forestall Tigerhawk's arrival by activating Sentinel, which he got in his hands on in the changing of the guard. Uh, it also actually mentions the uh, nemesis there on com- uh, Tarantulas' computer screen as well. Uh, and interesting here is like the third and th- the third and third to last episodes of Beast Wars, the Web and this one respectively, parallel each other nicely and act as bookends to an extent. The web is the first episode to focus on Tarantulas, and this is the last one to focus on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Both episodes involve Tarantulas recapturing someone, a, ca- a catbot no less, and stringing them up in a web in his lair to form all sorts of acts of evil on them. 
Uh, both episodes also feature Cheetor, Cheetor as the lead Maximal and feature strange prophetic dreams of his. And perhaps fittingly, considering the similarities, both are written by Larry DeTillo. Yeah, I noticed that. That's in the opening credits there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some gadgets and powers that we get to see this time is Tarantulas deploys flying arachnoids to incapacitate t- Tigerhawk. These ones have blue. In a comedic way. Yes. <laughs> They're their usual yellow-green. Uh, oh, wow. It says Cheetor has his last of four strange dreams in this episode. Uh, and, and it goes on to explain it, but I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll get into it, so we'll, I'll skip over the actual <laughs> in-detail explanation. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got real-world references. During Quickstrike's court-martial, Megatron wears a barista's... Vo- wait, bar- barristers. That's how you say yes. that? Yep. Yeah, barristers. Barrister. Wa- or barrister, yeah. Barrister. Yeah. Barrister's league like those worn by British attorneys and judges. Inferno acts as stenographer, complete with typewriter. <laughs> yes, I saw, I saw that. that. That was fun. Um, the typewriter was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and the other real world reference is the uh sign, you know, the crucifix sign that uh Tarantulas makes. Uh which it goes on to say a sacred item often used to ward off vampires in folklore. <laughs> Interesting that they went with that. Um, well, in this in this context, that's why he's doing it. He's holding yeah. it up. He's holding it up like to to ward off like you would to ward off like a vampire or like people yeah, do spirit or something like yeah. that. I mean, obviously, this means that the Autobots are Christian. I mean, Maximus is Christian, but yeah. We've already went over how many times Optimus Prime has, has uh, died for their sins and came back. So, I, well, wait a second. So, no, it doesn't mean that Maximals are Christian. It means Predacons are Christian. Oh, uh, the guy has a Predacon character. Tarantulas oh, yeah. is a Predacon, but he's not a Predacon. He's not a Decepticon descent. So, does that that still makes mean that sense? Because he's, he's yeah, he's Christian. He doesn't follow Primus or Unicron. Okay, okay, so so <laughs> that's why he's considered himself not a true Predacon because he's he's separated from them, the the non-believers, and going to the one true religion in his eyes. His many so he's, many spider eyes. So so is he like a Gentile then? And then the Maximals are the Jews because uh, Ma- uh, because no, the Maximals uh, are not the Jews. The Maximals are just they they follow Primus. Yes, we already established this. Okay. <laughs> Maximals are not Jewish. They okay, well then own. the Predacons must be Separate Jewish. Little God. I like and the they've, and they've celebrated Christmas. In order for follow Unicron, mostly because of Earth, uh, because of Earth allies. But still, okay, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, Emily. But see, it's funnier if we make Tarantulas <laughs> a Gentile since he's of different descent. Is but, it funnier? Yeah, it is. Trust me. <laughs> okay, so. We can move on. Um, we can move on. We can yes. agree to disagree. Both jokes have been made. The audience can decide. <laughs> so some trivia is that the original title was Closure. The change means uh, it fits the other V word trend for Vox stories. Oh. Uh, this episode really wants you to buy a Tigerhawk toy. Can you tell? <laughs> uh, so in, a, cool. <laughs> in a bad bit of classic irony, Tarantulas has been trying to destroy the Vox for most of the series and has been attempting to manipulate their creations towards his own plan. However, when he actually faces the Vok themselves, he utterly loses it and just sh- starts shooting like a maniac out of fear. Yeah. Uh, while Tigerhawk is a- easily able to defeat six Predacons in a whole... Uh-uh-uh, no spoilers. Oh, that's... shoot. <laughs> oh, we might want to cut that out. Anyways, well... Yeah. Tigerhawk is uh, <laughs> easily able to... Yeah, hold on. Like, restart that, okay? Because so, really, that's, that's kind of a big Greg's thing. Greg's got to do yeah. lots of editing this episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Greg. So... Give me a second and I'll restart the sentence. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, while Tigerhawk is easily able to defeat six Predacons, he is no match for a group of arachnoids. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, and when Tigerhawk is under the influence of the Vok, his optics are solid green. Once uh, Tigertron Air Riser return, uh, his optics are red with a yellow slit pupil. I did notice that. Yeah. I'm not sure why two Vok made green optics, though. Well, one's eyes were blue, and I think the other was yellow, so... Oh, yellow and blue make green. Yeah. Just like that Ziploc commercial. <laughs> should, we, should we post a clip of that in there, too? <laughs> no. Okay, that's uh, all from the wiki. Cool. So, I suppose we should get down to this episode, then. So, yeah. we we open the episode in space. Uh, in this nebula, I guess you yeah, could say. cosmic-looking thing they've done for yeah. a while. It's... Uh, it's pretty cool looking. Well, it's like a big cloud with almost like a... Uh, it almost looks like a bunch of stars or like a maelstrom inside the center of it. And we then see this skull face... Well, as close to a skull, I guess, as you could get in this particular scenario with these sort of dangly... Tendrils. Yeah, tendrils coming out of the back of its head. It's only a head. There's no body. We then see a second one. So the kind first of funny one, because the lower jaw is not attached to anything. No, but the jaws it's, move when they talk. Yeah, so it's just flapping. Yeah. So in previous seasons, I would have like like been like, okay, that's fine. The that the you know that these models are awful because they're only used in like one episode or maybe they're I don't know they're probably used in the next two episodes just because. Of how the show's going, but uh, the thing is, like they've been, they've made cool models in the past of of like, like one off one off characters. Yeah, transmutate. I mean, Ravage didn't like wasn't a toy and wasn't and was only in like two episodes. I mean, and their and I mean their whole strategy for the latter half of season three is let's make as many new character models as possible to the <laughs> you know I mean to the point that it's like you know, really hurt the show. Uh, so, I mean, so, so th- these guys shouldn't have bad character models cause they clearly can make lots of character models now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I kind of agree. Like, you know, at this point you think they would have a better design for the creatures. Like, I mean, like, I believe this is actually the first time they, they give them a very clear name. Like yeah. we've, we mentioned it before because you know, that's, it's it's kind of hard to just co- keep referring to them as them or those aliens or something like that. So uh, we've we've mentioned the, them as the Vok a couple of times, but this is the, like the very first time that they actually are named that the that the Predacons or anyone basically gets a name for them. Mm-hmm. And and you know this is the first time we actually see what they look like, except you know other than when they projected an image of Unicron's head in uh, Optimus Primal. Yeah, like, like, so they've had, so these, this is a character, these are characters who have, even though they've been like behind the scenes or whatever, I mean, the creators have known that these characters existed since the, like, whatever, since the, the like, Stonehenge well, episode. Was, I think it was like the fourth episode or something. Yeah, like, very yeah. early on. Very early yeah. in the season, or very early in the series, like, couldn't somebody have had some idea what they look like? Why on earth would they be like, they should look like I, uh, you know, I mean, I literally think that somebody saw that Tootsie Pop commercial and was like, or, or I mean, or saw Terminator or whatever 
And it was like, yeah, it doesn't make it look like that, only worse. They look like space wraiths. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. They don't look... I don't think they, I don't think they look as bad as, as you think they do. I just don't think they look that interesting either. Yeah. I mean, they're... They're... They're, um... They're frustratingly bland. That's why they're so bad. I mean, that's yeah, why I don't like... Yeah. Like, like, they're not... They're, they're... They're... I mean, it takes a lot for me to get frustrated at mediocrity. Because uh, I, you know... I read Marvel comics, but... I mean... <laughs> but, like... It, it it just like these are just like so, and I mean and I mean other people might watch it and be like, oh that's so nineties, but it's like not even that. Like it's I mean it is so nineties. This episode with its bad CGI and generic character models are like the stereotypical like what what people would think of this show might be, but it's just yeah makes me they had a whole season series to come up with what they look like and a, what their what their name is and <laughs> it just it's just kind of like eh. <laughs> i mean the name is the name is fine to me actually it might yeah. be it might the be because fine. i'm just saying like they, they had a long time to come up with all this stuff and yeah it's like yeah, yeah. okay that's all so that's the last minute that it's like here's here's a design <laughs> yeah okay okay so i think we've i think we've uh or well i'm not going to complain about them anymore for the rest of the episode just for the record because I don't Either think they well, deserve it. I, I will complain about something else, but I'm not going to. No, no, no. About you that. can complain about other things. I just like <laughs> I, uh, this is. I just want to emphasize that this is not something like optimal optimist that I'm just going to keep coming back to because it just doesn't. Mm. It just doesn't matter. It's just. It's just disappointing and frustrating. So, um, I just want to point out that uh, the TF Wiki actually has uh, some more interesting information about the Vok, seeing as how we only get this little bit from Beast Wars mm-hmm. and. Uh, much more was able to basically be tased out from the authors and from the comics and stuff like that. Um, still don't see any really good pictures of the, of them other than, you know, giant floating angry teeth heads. Yeah. Uh, but on, on the, uh, on the wiki, there is a download for the Voxables true type font. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever wanted to t- uh, type out those symbols or use them for some reason, there's your chance. <laughs> oh my! So, M, did did you want to say the other complaint that you have, or do you want to wait we'll till say the I'm end of the get episode? To it. Well, I'll okay. say to the end. I'll say it when I'm going to say it when Tiger Hawk starts talking. Okay, because yeah. that's when it got me. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Okay. So we we get the the Vok, uh talking about how there's been a serious disruption of of the time flow. And it's located on on Earth. Uh, also, I have a thing. feeling I want to I want to warn you guys. I'm going to do some theory crafting about Tiger Hawk, but we can. I'll let you keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, the the second box says that he thought that the the Nexus they refer to Earth as the Nexus Earth, um, but he says that Nexus is closed. The experiment had been terminated. Uh, the, the Vok respond. the other Vok responds with, uh, the me- Nexus is gone, but the danger still exists. And if they're to restore the damage to the time flow, then they must send a new agent. So as they say this, we then pan up and we see the bodies of Tigatron and Airazor still holding hands from the last time that we saw them. I want to yep, correct you there, Greg. I want to correct there. you there. They're mm-hmm. not holding hands. Their hands are three inches from each other. Directly oh. above and below because the CGI is oh. bad. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But the the Vank approach their bodies, their eyes glow, and then we see the sparks of both of them lift up out of their bodies, and then a third spark is created, and then we get a flash, and there's a new body that's created. Uh, we then see the Vank enter that body, and it sort of, you know, flexes a bit, and then we see it shoot off out of the nebula, and the two spark we then see two sparks that are flying along behind after this body. And that is where babies come from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when two sparks love each other very much. And get kidnapped by aliens. <laughs> Sometimes those aliens have them hold hands really tight and it makes a third spark. Out of their sparks Jeez. is, I don't understand. <laughs> well, we, we turn our attention back to Earth and we have a gavel being uh, slammed onto a table. We then see Megatron wearing a wig, as was alluded to earlier. It looks so cool. How did he even <laughs> look? Cool. How did he I mean, have it, a wig? It looks, that it, looks, big? it looks goofy and it's awesome. I love it, but it does not look cool. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, cool. I'm using cool in the ter- in the same fashion as awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Where Megatron does use that this is that term later too, if I recall. What awesome. I want to know is why didn't they make a whole episode out of this? <laughs> out of the wig? Out of the out, out of, of the, the trial. <laughs> like, of, of course you meant the trial. <laughs> that would have been so much that would have been so great. I mean like I still want to know how he had a wig this big. Well if we why? had a whole if we had a whole episode about it, then we would know. I was gonna say it's pretty obvious that he had this Taylor made right then and there for this specific trial. Maybe like like maybe Predacon barristers wear the wigs like, and that's just like a thing they have around in case of trials. Oh, so do you think that this is like Waspinator's wig and Megatron took it for himself? No, I, I mean, guess maybe maybe they, they considered a judge's wig. Although like it's still called a barrister's wig even when a judge wears it. But judge wears it, but yeah, because judges are lawyers technically too. So. Anywho, okay, but yes. So I, but like the thing, I think Q wears one of these when he's in Star Trek. So like that's a TV thing, like where they wear where the judge wears the wig. Well, they used to wear them in Britain all the time. Yeah, they yeah. Still wear them in Britain all Actually, the time. Actually, yeah. I mean, not years. just the they wear them in Canada too. Sometimes not for every trial. Not like, just the. Oh, times. you guys are weird. Um. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I didn't. I just. I didn't. I mean, I knew British people. They had the British things. You guys, but Canada is like they're like you're like you've got like your stealth. You're like it's like oh I think you're America, but no, actually, but you put gravy on your fries, which you, you would think is the fries? most American wait, 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 thing. Wait, 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 wait! You don't put gravy on your French fries. I mean, it is not a thing in America. No. Wrong and they you. say America is the land of the free. Well, I mean, I it's a good thing. And I mean, you would think that, that that sounds very Midwestern, especially if you add cheese curds into the mix. It seems like that would be something that would originate in the United States. But but no, apparently not. It's a it's a Canada thing. No, you put ketchup French. on French fries. Yeah, you put, put gravy on, on I, everything. I, I like to mix ketchup and gravy together, actually. It's See, that's – that's – that's see that's weird. It's like it's like putting it's like I don't know. I don't know what it's like, but it, I mean I mean I like gravy on french fries. I'm not saying but you know, I like multicultural food. It's just saying it's like 
most of the time, you know, because like French fries is a very American thing, gravy is a very American thing. And then Canada's like, let's put them together, and that makes it ours. And it's like, <laughs> and, and I don't know, it's weird. And then you said, yeah, like sometimes Canadian judges wear George Washington wigs, and like <laughs> George Washington wigs, <laughs> and that is that is not something that would ever happen. <laughs> In, in the United States, which is, again, weird because, you know, it's a George Washington wig. I think it's for, like, criminal ch- – like, the, like high criminal cases, like the, the really heavy ones, like murder and shit like that. They wear yeah. the whole gets up. Which, they don't wear them for, like, civil cases. Which like is that. even cr- which is even crazier because, like, the way that my, my warped – special trials. My warped American perspective, like, I would not be able to take the judge seriously if he had one of those on. But that's just my warped American's perspective, you know. It's, I mean, it's like just... I almost had that perspective too because we don't see it a lot. Like the only time I ever saw that was like when I watched Law and Order UK, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I learned later that we do that in Canada too, because because most of the media we get is from America, so like we don't see that either typically. Mm. Yeah. So you guys are yeah, you guys are your culture so weird. Even you don't know that it's there. Maybe. Yeah. We I don't are know. A cultural mosaic up here. But also, fuck you. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. It's not a criticism. It's just like it's just like everyone. It's it's like it's like I've I always say this. It's like you guys are just like talking, talking, talking. And you're like something, something washroom. And I'm like, what's a washroom? I don't understand. And you just say it like it's a normal thing. I don't know. <laughs> the Wikipedia article on Cortress is actually kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, right. That's what you've been doing the whole time, Jordan's reading the Wikipedia. Well, uh, I also was looking up uh, Transformer Reproduction, and I found a really great oh, line here. Uh, there's a there's a heading under it called Toys, and it says, In the real-life continuity, when two toy manufacturing companies love each other very much, one of them may start shooting Transformer design productions to the other one. There, during several months of gestation, engineers will work on these those designs, which will be developed into functional and manufacturable Transformers. <laughs> Once the Transformers- Is that how we get Star Wars Transformers? <laughs> yes. Once the Transformers is ready to be produced, its design will be sent to marketing and ultimately to the chain manufacturer for the delivery. Voila! A new Transformer is ber- born. Jesus. Okay. We are only like two and a half minutes into this episode. We need to get back on track. You have to admit this is a pretty fun scene, though. That's oh, very good. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun scene. So maybe we should be talking about it as it is. A no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like, they really should have done like a whole. If they'd have done a whole episode, make it the trial of tarantulas. Don't make it the trial of of uh, quick strike. But like, no, done it. Done it. And I mean, eat, I would accept a clip show. Like, if they'd be like all the different times the tarantulas betrayed them. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I, I could know. go for that episode. And then and I could have, I could have seen it as Quickstrike would have asked if he could have been dr- tried separately from Tarantulas. I definitely prefer it to them like fridging Aries or like we do. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah. Well, no, I understand. I know what you're talking about. I, yeah. I don't disagree, but I also have a way to uh, jujitsu my way out of it. Why do you have to defend it? Anyway, I, let's continue. It's not like okay, defend it. I, mm-hmm. I'm not defending it. It's just like I have a different, inter- a slightly different interpret- interpretation. Uh-huh. At least initially. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we will get to it. Like, I'm going to have to stay on for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> they stay on for multiple reasons. But yes, so Megatron is uh, 
see, overseeing a trial of Quickstrike. Uh, he's assigned Waspinator as his defense, to which Waspinator is like, Waspinator loves defense. Uh, Not get blown up all the time. <laughs> but then he, like, doesn't say anything yeah. to it's like it's like somebody wrote this scene and like i think they wanted it to be a whole episode but then they were like oh we're out of episodes we don't have, we have to cut this episode we're like well no well then make it the scene at the beginning of the vok episode like <laughs> and yeah and inferno's in the background like typing typing as a stenographer it's, oh, yes. it's great this is the second episode in the row where we've had a reference to a typewriter but yes so Cookstrike is pretty much of the mind that, uh, you know, this is going to be his last roundup because <laughs> Waspinator doesn't really do a very good job as a defense. <laughs> he basically just says, uh, Megatron's angry, or two head throw a- Megatron into Lava Pit, Megatron angry, think two headed traitor, want to slag two head, Waspinator down with that. The defense takes a rest. <laughs> <laughs> Waspinator throwing in some slang there to show that he's up with current trends. Yes. But yes, then uh, Megatron's like, ah, brilliant as always, yes. Then he asks for a verdict, and the verdict is guns to the guns to quick strike's face. And he's like, anything to say before a sentence is carried out? And then we get quick strike, you know, trying to grovel a bit and say, I, I know I've done you wrong, boss. But give me another chance. I'll swear I'll make it up to you. Megatron's curious as to why Tarantulas last episode wanted to try and destroy the Ark, uh, to which Quickstrike doesn't really know. Wouldn't you think that if you're the sort who's, you know, joining forces with somebody to take out the Ark completely, shouldn't you be in on the plan as to why? Um, to be fair, I don't think Tarantulas really thinks he would understand. And yeah, Quickstrike true. and Quickstrike has shown that he's more of a follower. As long as he gets to blow things up, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I think I think that's what it what it comes down to is Quick Strike is not that bright, so he's easily manipulated. Sort of like how yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there were times earlier in the season in the series when uh, when Waspinator would get manipulated. Like in the first season, I'm pretty sure Waspinator got pulled into uh, uh, Tarantula or t- what's the Pterosaur's uh, terra, uh, yes. schemes. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, Quickstrike even offers to to track down Tarantulas to kick his butt for Megatron. Um, Megatron says, "I applaud your good intentions, but we are through being lenient with traitors." The fucking time. <laughs> yeah. But then again, continue. <laughs> yeah. It only took fifty episodes for him to finally get fed up with it. Um, but just as he's about to carry it out, there's an alarm going off that there's a. Uh, Priority alert, uh, and an alien signal has been detected approaching the planet. Uh, we then see a scanner drop down from the ceiling, and Megatron's watching what appears to be like a comet uh, flying in. We then cut to Tarantulas' lair, and we've got him at his computer console. He's got a camera on the Maxwell base. Another one is was alluded to earlier uh, showing the the nemesis, and then another camera showing the dark side. Uh, Tarantulas is sort of pissed off because Megatron ruined his plans for destroying the Ark, or his and the Tripartitus Council's plans, rather. Um, he's then alerted to the alien energy signature, 
he punches one of the little rachnoids in frustration. Yeah. Poor thing. Why do you have to be so abusive to your kids? Abusive to everyone else, so. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Enough. Yeah. Um, Tarantulas goes on to say, oh, so the, those meddling aliens return. How fortunate. So we then cut back to the dark side. As Megatron is watching the uh, the scanner, and it reports that this whatever is coming is going to crash into the base in four cycles. So Megatron orders everyone to their battle stations. Uh, Inferno asks what they do about Quick Strike, to which Megatron says, "I have decided to spare him for now." Yeah, like, like I said, like about fucking time. Oh wait, never mind, because you're just not going to do it, and like. I was again. I was watching this with, with Cassie, and she's like, "Just shoot him before you do the other thing." And it's like, and I think I mentioned like, "Well, it might take more than a couple shots because they tend to be, take multiple shots before dying." But then she mentioned the lava, and I'm like, "Yeah, actually, good point." Mm-hmm. But maybe it would turn him into a dragon. So who knows? <laughs> but also, Although like, don't kill Quick Strike. I mean, he's. I know he like did a little bit. Like, he was manipulated by Tarantulas. Just don't let him get manipulated by Tarantulas again. I mean, honestly, like, he's it's just... not his fault. Well, I mean, he's not... I mean, it's he's... Not he's, not he's not his fault. He's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, other than... I mean, really, he's one of the most loyal Predacons. He has betrayed Megatron fewer times than probably any of the other Predacons. Like, Except maybe Inferno. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Inferno has ever betrayed Megatron, and but no. Dinobot two technically hasn't, but he from concerning his origins, that might not actually Also, I mean that, Dinobot Two's been around for twenty minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say he he's also rather new. He hasn't had a chance. This is the first time I mean yeah, is, but like yeah, I mean like Waspinator joined up with Pterosaur or or what you know, or whatever his done his own stuff. I mean, he's been mostly loyal lately, but like, I mean, yeah, Waspinator in the past, Pterosaur, Tarantulas has like gone way out of his way to betray Megatron constantly. And he still is always still buddy, buddy with him. Like, I I, want to say that I feel with, um, with Dinobot too, they probably, I I feel like he programmed him in some way to make him more loyal. Cause he's not, he's not just, He's not just like Dinobot cloned. He like also made sure that he wouldn't betray him again, kind of thing. I feel like right, he right, did something. But I could. Yeah. It's not especially sad. But I, I mean, make, I mean, that's yeah, that's why Dinobot Two is so boring of a character because he's he's basically just like, yeah, he's basically just like a servant kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah it's not. I mean, the first season, every you know, everybody was everybody was Starscream in the first season. Every single. Every one of them except for Scorponok and and I mean yeah and I guess uh Inferno uh like was regularly betraying my- Megatron. I just feel like every I mean I guess maybe because the only thing I can think is because ba- Black Arachnia has fully defected like now Megatron that that crossed a line somewhere where Megatron is like okay people can the, when I, when I get betrayed they can eventually defect if it gets bad enough i need to nip it in the bud but i just i mean no i i i don't think he should assassinate uh 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 or kill um execute quick strike strike. yeah execute would be the term i i think one reason why he should 
and I get I I don't disagree with everything you said. Is that maybe just to show them that there's consequences? <laughs> like, if I was a predator, I'd be like, uh, whatever. I'll betray Megatron. Sure, he doesn't do anything about it. So right, yeah. I mean, the other side of it is Quick Strike is pretty useless. So he would yeah. be a good a good if you're going to make an example of somebody, he'd be a good one. Um, because he doesn't have that tactical advantage. Even Waspinator's at least a flyer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Also, Waspinator just gets the short end of the stick. I didn't mean to imply that Waspinator was not uh capable. Um, but yeah, okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so we we do get one cute line that I liked because uh, Quick Shark's like, "Oh, you won't you won't be sorry, boss." He's like, and Megatron's like, "Yes, well, if if I am, you'll be sorry, sorry, er." Now get to your post. Jesus, Megatron, are you falling apart? It was <laughs> a better okay? the Megatron line was better when Megatron said it. <laughs> sorry, Greg. <laughs> Yeah, but Greg's highlighting how bad of a line it really is, despite his good acting. But I thought it was a good line when Megatron said it. (sighs) It's not a well-written line. Anyway. You guys, I didn't like this episode that much either, but I seem to be defending it for some reason. (laughs) It's what you do. I I guess. I guess I'm a contrarian. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut back to the Maxwell base, and they're watching the, the comic coming in uh or rather rat trap's like well if it's not a comet what is it and Ryan says something i thought we'd never see again and so he radios to optimus we then cut back to the predacon base and the the computer reports that the, that there's going to be an impact with the base in 1.4 cycles so megatron orders all of the uh the auto guns that they have to fire uh I didn't really count to see how many guns there were, but there were quite a few. A lot, yeah. They're all shooting skyward at this point. Um, and we get like this big hail of energy fire, and some are making contact, but it doesn't seem to have... As Dinobot 2 reports that there's no effect. And just as he says that, there seems to be some sort of a, um energy disruption on the base. Um, the computer reports that all primary systems are going down to which Megatron's like, no, 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 not now. <laughs> and so sure enough, Sentinel, the shield from Sentinel deactivates and we cut back to the comet that's sort of streaking in towards the planet, uh, getting rather close. Inferno is like, well, royalty, it will destroy the colony. And they're like, Megatron, what should we do? And so Megatron reluctantly orders the evacuation of the base. Mm-hmm. And it gets, Darkseid gets blown up. And I have to wonder, what was the point of them getting Sentinel? Because, like, it didn't matter in the story at all. Yeah. Other than that kinda, it that harder sucks. On, the, on, the pre- on the Maximals. We don't actually get to see that happen, though. Like, we don't see them yeah. attack the base. He'd be like, oh, no, he's got Sentinel. We can't dream about it. Like, Sentinel literally has no effect. Them getting Sentinel has no effect on the story other than the fact that the Maximals lost that one story, um, one episode. Like, other than that, it has, like, no effect on the plot whatsoever, unless it comes up later somehow, but I doubt it. Um, and it's, I mean, like, whatever. It's not a big deal. I'm just saying it's, like, kind of sucks that they, like, planted a seed and then didn't go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows like a little bit of like maybe poor planning on their part, but whatever. Yeah, I agree. Poor planning on this show? No, it's all <laughs> continuity. There's a, too much. Just saying. 
There's too much planning on this show. No, yeah, they they had the thing is you got to remember Emily. They had 37 characters they needed to introduce this season and give each one a feature episode. <laughs> that was um, that was what was required so they could sell toys. Like, and the only point of saying no is, is to give the Predacons a victory, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it did give. Yeah, I mean it did give the Predacons a victory. They, I mean. I feel like they they it gave the it gave the Maximals a reason to be using the um the internal defenses of the original base of the Autobot base. The um, yeah, yeah, maybe the it was more to depower the Maximals than to power up the Predacons. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, S- Sentinel had some good episodes. Sentinel had some good runs, but I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, did we even even like were there times that they did that they showed the dark side with the shield around it? Just that first episode where they actually got Sentinel. Okay, yeah. rest in peace, Sentinel. You're you're a good it, character. It could have been it could have been just to like have that you know have that design. Yeah. Uh, Although, funnily enough, when when the dark side is destroyed. Uh, right before it cuts to black for a commercial break, we see the the orb, like the little scanner orb that Megatron's always been looking at over the course of the series. Yeah. It goes flying straight at the screen, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. So once the base is destroyed and we would have come back from commercial, we're, we're sort of watching this burning crater from the vantage of the Maximal, sort of looking at it from like a camera off in the distance. Which I'm wondering why lava wasn't in there. Yeah. Because, I mean... Th- Technically, it was just like a, a thin covering, yeah, molten of like volcanic rock and stuff like that. So something that would destroy the ship, I think, would puncture right into the volcano. You would think. Um, yeah, I mean, and this a is a weird. pretty this is a pretty big deal, though. Like the stakes have clearly been risen. Like it's 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 getting to the, be that part of the series. They destroyed. They just des- like the they just destroyed the Predacon base. Rat Trap is convinced that they won. Like that, it's a big deal for, for the benefit of the audience. Yes, he's convinced they've won. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty excited. He's like, we should be celebrating, but because uh, he's like that flaming hunk of space junk just solved all of our problems. And then Rhinox is quick to point out that it was not, in fact, a comet, and that its power readings are off the scale, and they're alien. So Black Black Arachnia, who is there watching now, is like, they're back. Just like Tarantulas always said they'd be. So we, we cut back to the dark side and we we get Inferno absolutely devastated. He's like the colony. Yeah, poor Inferno. Yeah. First is his first colony, now his second colony. Yeah. Yeah. So we then get Megatron sort of looking at the, the crater where the ship was. He's watching, and then we then see Tiger Hawk lift up from the crater, wings flapping. He looks Almost like an angel, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Let's see that. Like I feel like angel. he looks like a yeah. toy. <sighs> like anyway, like Tigerhawk of of all of the of all of the characters in the whole everything looks the most like a toy. Yeah, yeah that. very blocky and stuff. I can see yeah. that. So I, I I say he instead of what I should be saying they because. Tiger Hawk starts talking in Tigertron's voice. So I'm going to correct you there. I'm going to correct you there. I'm going to correct you there. Tigertron, he's he's not Tigertron's voice yet because he doesn't have Tigertron and and Ares or Spark. He starts speaking with 
the Vox voice. He's still talking of, like Tigertron's voice actor, I, though. I know. One of the Vox is Tigertron's voice actor with that effect on it. Yeah. In the first matter, scene. In the first like, scene. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Well, anyway. because because he's got the because right now he's possessed by the Vok, and the okay, Vok is the one on, speaking. When he gets both the sparks back, he still starts like talks like Tigertron. So I'm going to ignore that little detail while I make my complaint here. So he ta- he talks like Tigertron, and once he gets his personality back, he acts like Tigertron. This is just Tigertron with an upgrade. Airazor was killed so that Tigertron could have an upgrade. That's all that ha- That's all her character means. To the show, they try to play it off like this is some fusion. But mm-hmm. if it's a, it's a, I, I, I was like super pumped to see Tigerhawk in this episode, honestly, because I was like, oh cool, we're gonna have a fusion. It's gonna be like this character who's like two personalities, blah 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 blah. And out of his voice comes Tiger, out of his mouth comes Tigertron's voice, and I instantly like was crestfallen. They should have had like both voices come out, or even yeah. a new voice actor entirely. Like okay, like in Steven Universe. When um, the gems fuse, they become a whole new character. Mm. They don't have the voices combined or anything. Like Opal does not sound like Amethyst and uh, Pearl's voices at the same time. They're just a whole new person. That's oh, that would have been okay. But this is clearly just Tigertron, and they killed off one of the only female characters in the show to give Tigertron an upgrade, and that pisses yeah. me off like a lot. I, <laughs> well, I mean, do, I. <laughs> It's not. I, I don't see it as a ti- as an upgrade to Tigertron. I see it as their kid because they create a new spark when you when they when they. But he's just Tigertron. Like he just acts like Tigertron. I mean, I don't think we've seen enough of him to establish that he's that he acts like Tigertron. I mean, yeah, and I can tell you, you're going to be disappointed. He's had yeah, like he's... I mean, he's had like two lines. No, but he, like, that's about like, all he says. Yeah, and like uh, that's all we can we can confer again. Again, if he's a new, if he's their son, give him a new voice actor. That'd be one thing. But they don't. It's just like I was excited for this fusion and having this fusion character because I thought that was actually kind of a neat idea of combining the two characters together to make this like fusion. And they might have had this like again. There's only three episodes. It's just this and two more episodes, so they don't have a lot of room to work with. But like when I first heard that they were going to fuse, I was like, okay, cool. We'll have this new character who's like two personalities trying to work together, and it might have been like an interesting thing. But no, it's literally just Tiger Tron with an upgrade. And I mean, like you could say he's her son or whatever, or he doesn't have much of a personality. But I mean, like yeah, like it, it doesn't. It still it still feels like it's just Tiger Tron with an upgrade. And I yeah, I hate it because <laughs> again, like it's one of the few female characters of a show just thrown under the bus. Like she doesn't mean. There's a scene where like the Spoilers, we're like, the two sparks show up and, like, talk to Cheetor. They don't talk to Cheetor, they just show up and look at him. And I was hoping that at least they would give her a line. But no, she's just out. And maybe they couldn't get her voice actor back. I don't care. They should have given him a new voice actor and just yeah. made him a whole new character if they're going to do that. So, um, M, uh, besides M's righteous and very, very well-placed rage, <laughs> uh, I did want to point out a few things, which aren't exactly excuses, but does point out some things that was wrong. And this, the fact that Tigerhawk is kind of a ve- is just an unfortunate addition that they had to cut almost immediately. Uh, so they don't, they basically don't use it as they, pr- they don't use it in a capacity where like if they were making mistakes they could have fixed it, or if they had a better idea they didn't get a chance to bring them to the forefront. Uh, like even under the notes under the character they said that the uh, there's there's a specific note that says the extremely sh- short duration of Tigerhawk's appearance on the show a m- mere three episodes was a result of a strange confluence of factors. 
at the time, it was not certain that the Beast Wars franchise would be conti- uh, ending. However, at one point, after uh, Tigerhawk had already been written into the show at, at Hasbro's explicit request, the company considered not to release his toy at all, and thus he was ordered killed off immediately and was. So, I mean, not, not like a I toy. Said, yeah, well, no, that's what I mean. Like, not not an excuse or anything like that. But Hasbro put some like pressures on the 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 you know the animators and stuff to introduce him, and then changed their mind at, at the moment when they had already uh you know they 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 uh you know they after they already had like written him and done his model and done some of the animation. So I mean, like it was just a bad thing all around. Yeah, and, and the I mean, and it's and I to be honest, I think it's really. Only as as a, as adults can we notice just how bad some of the stuff around Tiger Hawk is. Because I think as a kid, I know, wouldn't have noticed. Obviously, yeah, this kid, giant, yeah. this giant winged uh, cat, uh, tiger and, bird thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I should love. It. I, I, that's what I'm gonna piss me off is that I should love this character because, like, it's when like when he's fighting um, Megatron, it's like a hawk, it's like a, a tiger with wings fighting a dragon. That's badass. Yes. Yeah, and that, um, but like again, it's like just it's just Tigertron, even even the beast form, because it's just a tiger with wings. Like it doesn't like it doesn't even like like even like um uh, what's his, the, uh, Silver Bolt is a, is a, is more of like an interesting amalgamation of two animals than this yeah. guy is. Um and like yeah, it, it just would have been so cool. like maybe they couldn't get a voice actor back or something, but it would have been so cool just to hear both their voices coming out of this body. I don't even care yeah. if the body's male coded. That's fine. Just have like you know, them both come out, but whatever. Yeah, and like I said, like it just it was a it was an opportunity that they that they royally flubbed up, and you know it's just a shame. It could have it could have been something really cool. Like as far as I know, people tended to tended to really considered uh, that they were t- you know two personalities that it was emerging of ti- uh, of Tigertron and, and Air Razor. Um, I've mentioned this before, but like those some of my favorite one panel comics by the by. Brian Christie Burke and stuff like that. He did one with Tigerhawk where like uh, Primal's talking to to them and he's like, well, what do you think? He's like, well, one part of me ha- has the technical get that data down and and, uh, and thinks everything's that, you know, is, is OK. Another part of me thinks you have a cute butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, Tigertron part, the Tigertron part I, thinks that he has got jo- a cute butt. I don't Jordan one is which I'm just saying that that they do consider that there are there are multiple parts to Tiger Hawk than what they did in the show. So, mm-hmm. so I'll concede I'll, one whether uh, nitpicks aside. I do want to establish. I do think the character's problematic, and that they should have they should have made it a lady, just like they shouldn't have they should have introduced a new character, another a lady spider, another lady spider character instead of getting rid of the the good. Black Arachne design. Um, I just, I, I do for beast machines. I just also, I just also want to establish um, that uh, w- one correction. Jordan said this could have been cool. I really don't think that Tiger Hawk ever stood a chance of being cool because the design is terrible and the CG in this episode is terrible. Oh, like oh, oh, just everything. I just about remembered. It. I just remembered. If we're going to be talking about poor design choices. We have a fan who likes Optimal Optimus. <laughs> they told me on Twitter. I'm sure we have a lot of fans who like Optimal Optimus, but thanks for your input there. Uh, so I, are. I would, I just want to say, I think that the design for Tiger Hawk is, is, uh, 
I eh, well, it's not worse than Optimal Optimist, but it's as bad as Optimal Optimist, but in a worse way. Because Optimal Optimist is like they tried something different and and failed. Tiger Hawk is like they tried all of the same things that they've been doing and made it look the same, only more like a toy. Like it's just see, I kind of like blocky robot design, so I think the design is fine myself. But beyond the fact that it's like, again, it's just um, he, it's just Tiger Tron with wings. But yeah, uh, um, I just well, well since we're it's on a three the three mode yeah. conversion, yeah, you just you just yeah. posted a t- picture of a toy, yeah, uh, which never got released, I guess. And it says no, it, it did eventually get released, but uh, oh, they okay. changed their mind. But at, they already had made the decision that they basically wanted them out of the show when after it so i like the three mode conversion i wonder was it supposed to be like a trans metal uh i, I think, think he's technically a fusor yeah oh, but he's, he's, he's but officially no, yeah he's officially no other, marked as a fusor but no other fusors have three modes it's interesting mm. yeah it says like over a decade after the character was created the Elspark almanac 2 went ahead and declared tiger hawk to be a fusor um also but the thing is that i think i'm not sure if he was so much supposed to be uh let me see here. Yeah, so much to be Transmetal Two, or it's just like a Mega Deluxe kind of thing, like, um, like Prime, like Primal and Op- and Megatron were, because of the spark mixing. Because it says here that the toy, like Tigerhawk, along with the orig- with Optimal Optimus and Transmetal Two Megatron, were to have small driver-like figures sitting on control chairs located in in cockpits on their bodies. And there's one obviously on Optimal Optimus. Uh, these drivers were meant to represent their sparks, but Hasbro later realized that kids might confuse these sparks with representations as drivers controlling the robots, so they were abandoned. But the cockpits remained. Yeah. So what's his third mode? It was supposed I to be some sort of a vehicular, almost. Uh, you were supposed to flip him over because apparently there were supposed to be some sort of wheels on top of his wings, and there was a, a cannon arm that would have been going forward, I guess. So some um, kind of weird tank? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, oh, oh, I, so I, I understand why Ken yeah. doesn't like the toy because I mean, I think he's right, and it looks more like a toy than any of the other characters. All that, but mm-hmm. I like blocky robot design, so I'm fine with that. And I even like the color scheme. I think purple and green are like my favorite color combinations. So it's really, yeah, it's it's a shame that like I don't like the character because I could have liked this. You character know, you know what they should have, what they should have done, what they should have done uh, is. Even if they wanted to use the same voice actor, I think it would be more clear that this was the son of Tigertron and Air Razor, and also a more correct interpretation because it's actually I'm actually wrong. Um, but this is how if if because they created a new spark and then the spark went into him and the and the Voc uh, possessed possessed the body and then and then the Voc leave later in the episode. And there still should be that spark in him, but instead, Tigatron and Air Razor's spark go into him. And if they hadn't done that piece and and portrayed it as, oh, you're you're home now, and and like gave it the 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 saying that it's both Tigatron and Air Razor, I think if they'd have just if they'd have just come at it as if it was a new character, would have been a lot better. Especially if it's like, well, we knew your parents, like that would be. A better thing, but even yeah, if they explicitly made him their child, then maybe. But I, I mean, I'm still not good with them killing Air Razor off for no reason yeah. either way. But Look, I guess like 
I think I'm on record yeah. that I'm not a fan of them killing off Air Razor. I know you're not. I'm not. I'm not criticizing yeah. you. Can mm-hmm. I'm like I'm saying that maybe if they had a kid, it would have it would have been less bad for sure. Because this this just reads like I said. I, I'm, I'm a broken record at this point. It just reads like an upgrade for Tigertron. It makes yeah. I was just gonna say I was looking over more stuff, and I think this. I'm not sure if this is this might what's going on here might be a little bit better what they did in the Beast Wars Metals manga where. Megatron resurrected Tigertron and Air Razor as a zombie and forced them to fight each other. Ugh. So I don't know. Well, it depends who won. <laughs> if Air Razor won, then that's great. Well, and there's a comic huh? that I, I found too that's yeah. like yeah, that's actually, like Air yeah. Razor. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I found I found a comic with Air Razor and like Tigertron walking around as trans metals. I don't know what that's about. The metal comics uh, are. Like used more like the toy designs and stuff like that, and like as a secondary. Well, do, so. do we know what the reason for them like walking around is? Is it, was this at, is this post um, Tiger Hawk that happened? The in basically ty- in uh, I guess in the Beast Wars Metals manga, I, I'd have to look it up a little bit, but I think basically they did get transmetal or two designs or at least a transmetal design before they were killed, and then this the Tiger Hawk happened with Megatron basically resurrecting them. And apparently, Air Razor basically uh, uh, swung a sword through Tigertron's neck, and when the blade struck them, her spark traveled down into Tigertron, and they merged into Tigerhawk. Hmm. I'm curious about this transmetal story, though, where like Tigertron. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to look at that. I love the Air Razor Tigertron artwork, and there's so many like. I found like more than one picture that's like human versions of them like being a couple, and it's it's kind of cute. Isn't, isn't <laughs> did, didn't we discuss? Isn't Ares are also in Beast Machines? No, she isn't. No. Uh, uh, wait, who? At the moment, uh, as far as I can recall, it's it's only uh, Black Arachnia that's in Beast Machines. It's it's just Black Arachnia, Red Trap, Optimus, and Cheetor. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why. We'll see. I don't remember exactly at all. I don't remember how they got to how they got the Beast Machines from Beast Wars at all. So that'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Which we'll be getting to in a couple of weeks. Yep. Well, yeah. a few weeks. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have some bonus content in between. Oh, two sure. Series. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, we. I personally would have liked to have heard both voices. Um, maybe it was a scheduling conflict where the original voice actress for for Air Razor wasn't able to be a part of it. Um, if so, that's disappointing. Uh, what was her name? Pauline Newstone. That was her name. Um, I'm wondering because around this time might have been when they were working on the original dub for Dragon Ball Z. Because she, the very the first English dub of Dragon Ball Z, she was Frieza. So I'm wondering if oh, maybe yeah. That oh yeah, and and there's and there's no um nobody could possibly be on Dragon Ball Z and also on Beast Wars. Oh no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there was some sort of a scheduling conflict there. I I'm not sure. Um, but I agree. I would I would have liked to have heard both voices as some like in some sort of a fusion sense. Well, was the because I haven't been paying attention. Was the uh was the the guy that plays that played Tigatron is he already already doing is he already doing voices on the show like is he like Waspinator or something? 
No, no. Paneers, uh, specifically. I uh, was Scott, Scott McNeil. Yeah, I I know. I wasn't sure if Tigertron was also Scott McNeil. I don't know. Like, uh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. No, no. Um, uh, no. Tigertron's voice actor was Blue Man Kuma. He only did Tigertron, Tigerhawk, and one of the Vox. And, yeah, yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Gary Chalk did the other Fox voice. Or not Gary Chalk. Not Gary Chalk. Um. Crap! What's the name of the actor who voiced Rhinox? Uh, Richard Newman. Yes. Yeah. Richard Newman did the other Vox. Okay. Yeah. Well, considering how little Rhinox was in this scene, they probably felt bad and wanted to give him. Some- yeah, that's really possible. <laughs> hey, uh, guys! I-, I feel like we've gotten way, way off track. Um, can we like take five and then get back get back to it? I need yeah, let's I need take, to step let's away for a minute, and then we'll get back to it so we can finish this episode. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. The world looks mighty good to me Cause Tootsie Rolls are all I see Whatever it is I think I see Becomes a Tootsie Roll to me Tootsie Roll, how I want your chocolatey chew Tootsie Roll, I think I'm in love with you Whatever it is I think I see Becomes a Tootsie Roll to me and we're back. So where we left off, uh, we had the introduction of Tiger Hawk before we went on an extended bit of a tangent. We we get Tiger Hawk uh, warning Megatron that, like he says, your forms changed, but I know you, Megatron. The Vok charge you with the willful destruction of time and space, and then he tells him to surrender, and that violence will not be tolerated. To which Megatron is like. Megatrons do not surrender. We conquer. And then he orders the Predacons to attack Tigerhawk. They start shooting. Uh, Didn't you say, like, violence will not be de- be tolerated, surrender, or be destroyed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's no like, violence, or I'll kill you. Yeah. No, well, no yeah, violence, I mean, or, or else I'll give you the worst violence. Exactly. And then Tigerhawk apparently is a god. Yes, because <laughs> he he summons a whirlwind which picks up uh, Quickstrike, Waspinator, and Inferno. And then Waspinator is like, "Looks like Team Waspinator's blasting off again." <laughs> Not exactly, but he does say he's glad he has company. He says, "Yeah, yeah he no, says he says I'm glad I have company this time." <laughs> it, it just made me think of Team Rocket so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. even more so awesome. than even more so than normal. But I just yeah. wanna I just wanna harp on the bad CGI here. When when he summons the thing from the sky, it looks like a bad cutscene from a PlayStation Two game. Yeah. yeah. Like it does not one good. game, I would say. Yeah, cutscene that's you're right. A cutscene from a PS one game. It could be it could be gameplay from PS two. <laughs> I'm I'm getting an echo of me. Uh. I'm there's, okay now. There's there's not hey, one in the recording, is it? I'm still getting an echo of me. Ooh, no, wait, no, it's good now. It's good okay. now, I think. I think. Yeah. Okay. Now let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tigerhawk then, or Megatron rather, says, uh, its power is awesome. So there, there's our awesome reference. Yeah. Uh, the, the, like, the way he says it, it's, it's just like, he's saying it like the traditional sense of awesome. Like he's doing it in like a grandiose, like, sense like yeah. awe-inspiring not awe-inspiring thing but it sounds like he's like dude awesome <laughs> um tiger hawk also uh launched a missile that took out 
Rampage and Dinobot 2, because uh, the explosion knocked them like way far off. Um, we then get Rattrap, who is like, oh, he's like, wherever he, whatever he is, he's making circuit salad out of the Preds. And then he's like, so now can we partay? Yeah, I don't know what Rattrap's like. I, I, Rattrap's being really stupid yeah, here, because it's like, it's like, clearly, this is the, like, if it's the Vok, they haven't been shown to be your buddies. Like, this is bad. Like, yeah. it's clearly bad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Optimus tells Rhinox to, to radio Cheetor and tell him to go to where, to the coordinates and that he'll meet him there and that he hopes that he's not too late. And we also uh, mentioned another reason why it's bad besides it being the Vok and not being like, not being a third party who is not allied with either of the Maximals or the Predacons. Mm-hmm. Um, he also mentions that if Bigatron dies right now, it could cause the same problem that killing Optimus would. Yeah. Yeah. Optimus Prime would. And, and it would cause like a, a paradox. Because he's got Bigatron sparking him. Bigatron's yes. got Megatron sparking him. Like I think he even says like a time storm worse than, than from than before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Black Arachne does point out as well that uh, once Tiger Hawk's done with Megatron, who do you think he's gonna come after next? Yeah, totally. <laughs> So, so yes, we um, we do see Cheetor sort of on the screen behind all of them when Optimus tells Rhinox to radio him. So let me interject here. So this just yeah, sort man. of occurred to me. What Optimus is suggesting, and, and I guess what we should have gathered from all of the exposition earlier in the episode, uh, but it just now clicked after watching it twice and hearing it explained to me. Um, so the idea is that the shenanigans on on this on this earth between the the two factions are screwing with the time stream and yes. the vox yes. to si- way to fix that is to just eliminate them all and we've established that that was what their plan was when they were like okay you know the earth is not going to be our experiment anymore let's just destroy it uh mm-hmm. back in whatever season that was, whichever that was at season the, one. Fir- the season one finale. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's why, that's why it's cause up to this point, I was kind of on the same page as rat trap. I was like, I did let him deal with the Predacons. This is finally, we finally have an end game. I mean, I do kind of think that maybe, I mean, aside from this whole time storm thing, maybe they should have let them, take out Megatron um, or at least been a little more reluctant. Uh, let him do a little more damage to Megatron before you rescued him. But uh, yeah. Okay. I understand what's going on now. <laughs> so um, we, we return back to, to Tiger Hawk and Megatron Tiger Truck or Tiger Hawk, the, the, the Tiger Hawk uh, gives him one final chance to surrender or be terminated. Uh, to which Megatron says, I give you no chance at all, and proceeds to transform into his dragon mode. And the two, we see a big dragon and a tiger, literal tiger hawk, go toe-to-toe in the air. <laughs> which should be really cool. And it still is visually cool, yes. but it's also like, eh, I don't like the character. And then we I, get like the best line. I disagree um, with Cheetor. it being visually Sure. I, I get to the next line. Galloping galaxies. What's going on? Which is very good. Yeah. Um, to which then Tarantula appears from behind a rock and says, yeah, something Cheetor that says you're Gallop- not a part I don't, of. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I established that. Cheetor says galloping galaxies as he yeah. arrives at the scene. Just say it. Just say yeah. it. And then Tarantula manages to shoot him with one of his energy webs. 
takes him out surprisingly fast for being cheater, being such a just, just such a badass now. Yeah, kind of sucks. Yep. But yeah, so Cheetor, um, he basically goes unconscious from this energy web. We then see Tiger, Tiger Hawk, and Megatron like biting one another. They yell, they each sort of let other yell when the other bites them, and then Megatron shoves Tiger Hawk off of them. <laughs> Tooth and claw. Uh, yes. Cassie said, "Oh, they're necking." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Laugh. It looks like t- Tiger Hawk looks more like he was biting the uh, the arm. No, than... he's def he's definitely trying. They're definitely trying to kill each other. I just thought it was yeah. funny when she said <laughs> that. <laughs> um, Megatron like shoots this really big energy beam out of his mouth that misses, and then Tiger Hawk has like these another breath weapon. Jeez. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that was the the cold one. Like the oh, maybe. Oh, it could it could have been. It was the old one. Yeah. I thought I thought it was non elemental damage like hyper beam. Sure. Um, <laughs> but then he would have to wait a turn. Oh no, true. Sure, but um, it would have done a lot of damage. <laughs> so Tiger Hawk manages to take out Megatron with, with like, his, yeah, his, his guns. wing yeah, his wing gatling guns, which again is yeah. a cool thing. Yeah. So Megatron crashes, uh Tiger Hawk transforms when he lands, and has like this other gun on his wrist that he's getting ready to to shoot Megatron with, uh, but then Optimus shows up and sort of interrupts that. Oh, and we get a quick scene where Tarantulas was actually before Optimus showed up. Oh yes, he was gonna he was going to intervene or do something too, but then he saw Optimus, so he's like, "Well, we'll let this play out first. Yeah, um, Optimus introduces himself, uh, says that he means no harm. Uh, Tigerhawk says that the Vok know him well. Uh, and that they'll talk when his primary programming is completed. To which Optimus says, "I can't let you destroy Megatron." His disrupt and Tigerhawk's like, "Well, his disruption of time and space must end before the damage grows greater." And Optimus then says, "Destroy him, and you'll only make things worse." He should have. He should. I wish he explained why yes, it would make yes. it worse instead of just saying that. Because then, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Because Tigerhawk is then like interference will not be tolerated and. He then proceeds to use his powers to his more um, some more. See, he's just basically a, a bender. Yeah, yeah. He, he literally summons, makes. Summons he's he's the avatar. Yeah, yeah. There he's a bender. Like he's like fucking. He's yeah. He's just. I thought you meant. Ability. I thought you meant he was forty percent dotamite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I was serious. That, like that might that might explain why when maybe he did crash into the lava when when he hit the. Dark side. <laughs> yes. Oh. Sorry, anyway. Jordan. It was a funny thing that made sense. <laughs> and you said Bender, and I when did, yeah. when you said Bender, you didn't say like Air Bender. You didn't say Avatar. You said Bender, like the guy yeah. from Futurama. <laughs> well, because because Jordan was implying that he's not like. Like right just now, he earthbended before he airbended. Like yeah, and, and he's also firebending with lightning and stuff. Like yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense. It's just that Avatar is not that important to me, so my mind doesn't go there very quickly. <laughs> have yes. you watched all of Avatar, Ken? Like, have you watched any of it really? Or no, I watched when I was working at Waffle House. It was on on in the morning when I got off work at seven in the morning, and I watched half of the first season. And I saw the oh, yeah. last episode of something because uh, it's a really it's a really good show. And season one is like the 
least good season. It's very good still. I'm confident that it is good, but you got to understand, I've still got like 18 seasons of Power Rangers to get through. Sure, sure. (laughs) And, uh... And, you know, I can only watch so much children's television. I have to watch grown-up television, too. Like, House of oh, Cards. Really? And I don't watch, watch grown-up television. Well, then you've got one up on me. Except, except for, like, Defenders, I guess. I watched that recently. It was all right. I, so, yes. I've decided that Defenders is the Backstreet Boys Black and Blue album of uh, superhero <laughs> media content. Don't, I don't, don't explain that. It would take too long. No need to explain. No need to explain. <laughs> to finish this episode. Somebody will, somebody will get it. Somebody out there will get it. One of our 600 listeners will get it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Optimus gets swallowed up by the ground. Um, Tiger Hawk says, uh, how does he put it? Uh, Jesus Christ. I just saw the scene where y- you'll see. We'll say it. <laughs> oh, he says a curious species. That's yeah. what he says. Um, we then get um, he turns his attentions back to Megatron, and then one of uh, Tarantulas's spider bots gets flung, sort of flies around Tigerhawk, and then latches onto him. It starts zapping him. Then two more, and it surprises him. He yes. does not know. How, he does not know how to handle this. Yeah, and then one lands on his crotch. Which causes it smacks him in the open. crotch, and he's like, and he, yeah, he pulls over like he got knocked in the it, like like what happened? He, yeah. he pulled over like what happened, and it's just very, and then one yeah. goes up his butt. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's a little and, bit of juvenile humor. That's yeah. you know, yeah. I, I thought it was cute. And in then the middle finally, of his, one like, latches onto his face. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much incapacitates him. And Tarantulas is rather happy with himself at that point uh, because. He says, now you're mine. And then he starts cackling. Um, this is where we would have cut the commercial. And when we come back, uh, we've got uh, the smoking crate, rem- remains of the dark side. Megatron is, you know, coming to. He's had a pretty sees- bad day. Yeah, he sees the ship. And he's, you know, he sort of gets all grumpy again and then flies off into the air. We then uh, see Cheetor, who's still under the, the effects of uh, Tarantulas' energy web. But we then see two sparks come floating f- through the sky to just above Cheetor. They sort of merge into one, and we get a, a bright well, white flash. First, they, they turn into ghostly images of uh, Tigertron and Air Razor. Well, that's after the flash, because then, then oh. we get Cheetor waking up. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. We get more of Cheetah, Cheetor's... Uh, uh, Cheetah ability. I thought that was in his yes. dream. Okay. So yeah. amongst this amongst this bit, we do we have a lot of close ups of Cheetor, either right mm-hmm. before his vision and right after and stuff. And this is where I was like, no, I'm not crazy. It's not just that I don't like the character designs. It's not just like because sometimes there's going to be bad CGI and weird scenes, like the actual vision and stuff. But like usually Cheetor looks good. Usually this version of Cheetor looks good in the animation. But mm-hmm. like. The the when they do the close ups of him, he just looks like a bunch of polygons like crammed together in a way that just like it looks like yeah I mean it really really looks like CGI from 1998 which I mean it is but like <laughs> it it suffers from the from like the ne- the things that people have say negatively about it when people talk about bad 90s CGI like uh 
you know, it, a million years ago, I referenced Xavier Renegade Angel, the show, the Adult Swim show from like the mid two thousands. That was sort of oh, going for that style. Crazy, yeah. Like, like that's the look that I, that's the look that I'm getting from this, and it's just oh. I don't, I don't know. I'm not seeing it myself, but fair, I guess. Maybe I should it have watched like, it on a smaller TV. Maybe it's it because like the, it, it looks like the classic. It, I mean, because it, it's not like they have different models of cheetah. Or, I mean, they do in terms of like uh-huh. they have like they have like a, a cheetah one and a robot one. So I don't know why it would be lower quality than it normally is because it's literally yeah. probably the same model. So I don't know. Maybe, Maybe the lighting. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, the issue is the I, a lot of the issue is the lighting because um, that's what my wife was saying is that it looks too washed out. Uh, everything's too bright. Uh, but I'm almost wondering, Emily, if the reason that that your take on it is different than mine, because I've noticed this when I watch the show on a smaller screen versus a bigger screen. I mean, I'm watching the DVD on a 42 inch flat screen and you're watching I like a like a, you know, not DVD version. I'm watching the DVD screen. rip on my 24 inch monitor. Okay. Maybe it's not that big. I so, don't know. If it's like it's decently sized. Right, right. So so even if you're even if you're watching it on a twenty four inch, then I'm watching it on something that's like four times the size. So sure. so that that may be part of it. Because there even is a difference when I watch it on my monitor versus when I watch it on my uh on my on my TV. Uh and okay, but yeah, if you're watching 24 the twenty four is too big. This is like I don't know, maybe like 18 inches, something like that. It's it's a good size computer monitor, but it's not huge or small. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I have a 24 inch computer monitor, and, and it's way smaller than my 42 inch that, TV. That's two but feet. yeah, this doesn't look like two feet. So, we gotta yeah. get back yeah. on track. But but yeah 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 yeah. But that's what that's what I'm saying. Like like maybe maybe I'm noticing it more because I'm watching it on too big of a screen. I should have watched it on a smaller screen. Or if I was watching it on on a CRT TV, it would probably look even better. This is important stuff, Greg. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the episode, so we we see uh, Cheetor in one of his prophetic dreams again. Uh, this is where we then get sort of like the ghostly figures of Tigatron and Air Razor floating through the sky and land in front of him. And Cheetor's like Tigatron, Air Razor, and they both they're holding hands now, or at least it appears like they're holding hands. And we then see their sparks come out of each other's chests and then merge into one glowing ball. Um, and then it flies up into the air. Cheetor is like, oh, no, don't go. And then we get sort of like this nightmarish version of the Vox skull flying directly at him. He freaks. I don't think, I don't think it's nightmarish. I think it's just the Vox skull. Yeah. Which, is, which just is flies right at him. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so like, we, oh, we it's so up. mundane. so he wakes up and manages to to throw the or shatter the the energy web off of him uh he's sort of looking around a bit um wondering what's going on and then he sees a glowing ball from his dream and realizes that maybe in fact it was not a dream he's like that's no dream and so he starts following the glowing ball as it starts leading him Somewhere. That's no dream. It's a space station. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and as he sort of is running off in the background, we then get Optimus's big mitt surging up from the ground again. Sort of like, like rising zombie. from the grave. Like Rise from your grave. From here, we, we then cut like to, uh, to Tiger Hawk, who is, t- is 
like stuck on another energy web. Very reminiscent of that very first episode, The Web, in which yes. Cheetor was was strung up. Uh, Among the very first episodes, yes. Yes. Um, Tarantulas uh, is like, oh, good, you're awake. And he proceeds to start, uh, well, Tigerhawk says that he recognizes him as well. Uh, Tarantulas makes mention, oh, the Vok. So it's like such a simple name for such an arrogant race. And, of course, Tigerhawk's like trying to break free. He's like, oh, keep struggling if you like. In a few clicks, my data trick. Dead data tracks will destroy the alien influence within you, and then you will serve me. And then Tiger Hawk's like, I'll never serve one as evil as you. To which Tarantulas is like, Well, you don't really have a choice. As if, like, the Vok are good, because yeah. I mean, they don't really seem good. Yeah. Not evil either. They seem, like, neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they believe um, they're good. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I guess that's true. It's, yeah, it just seemed kind of weird. It's kind of very, like, Paladin-y for like mm-hmm. people who like who like you know we're gonna destroy an entire planet just because their experiment was over I guess yeah <laughs> um so he he goes on to say that while the plan is while Tigerhawk would deal with the Maxwells that Tarantulas would then be able to destroy the Ark uh to which Tigerhawk's like you can't the time stored from such an action would wipe out your entire race to which Tarantula says. Only those descended from Doesn't, Autobot and Decepticon. Don't we get, like, um, Cheetor running through the fields first? Before that? Oh, yes. Yes. He He's running through the fields following the uh, I, the glowing ball. I wanted to mention something about this. Is that, like, the sound effect is, like, when he's running, it sounds like a gun being continuously fired. Like, pow, pow, pow. So yeah. his, his, his jets aren't, like, a continuous flame. He's just, he's just, he's just continuously shooting from his gun. To cause propulsion, and that's fucking cool. I was going to say, it's it. either that or he's just hitting the nitro button again and again because he knows he has to hurry. I like the idea of it being like this constant like firing of his gun <laughs> to make him go fast, and I think that's really cool. I think he got a gold mushroom, and he so he has to hit it <laughs> as fast as he can. That's yep. possible too. Yes, it would, it would we... make him the golden rocket again. Oh yeah, it would really it would really be nice if if he could just get a blue shell and take out Megatron. <laughs> Megatron's not in the lead right now. That's yeah. true. That's true. He's like uh, he's like because he's a strategy. He doesn't yeah. want to hit get hit with the blue shell. Yeah, so he's like hanging back in like second or third. But yes, now we get Tarantulas explaining his evil scheme. Because apparently he and the Tripredicus Council uh, have different origins from the rest of the Cybertronians. So, under their rule, Cybertron would conquer the universe and your precious Fock. To which Tigerhawk says, you're insane. And then the is like, he's like, <laughs> what <do> they say? <laughs> like, he just goes, see, I don't, yeah, I don't know if he, do, if he does that just to rub it in his face or, or, or it is like a... a Sudden, like jerk of madness. I think he's doing it to fuck, to like kind of like play off of what he said for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So Tarantulas activates his machine, which and also starts... Cheetor runs into some spider things in the caves. He yes. he hears a lot of his conversation. Is what the point is. Yeah, and then just as he starts to to go through, he's then confronted by like eight of the spider bots. They swarm. Um, yeah. Um. So Tarantulas activates the machine. It starts to. I, I love Tiger those Hawk. little spider bots because there's best, it's like there's ones where they just like crawl up, 
wait a moment, and then they lift their little sp- like uh, grab her legs like they're about to yes. attack. Yeah. Um, as the machine is is zapping, oh, there's also these two big energon crystals that have like energy pulsing through them that I guess is powering this machine. Um, but while as Tigerhawk gets zapped by it, we then see the two Vok that took over the body. Uh, very grossly, they sort of exit out of Tiger Hawk's mouth. He even makes like burping sounds. Yeah. And, Exhaling sounds. Yeah. And so they're sort of floating through the air towards Tarantulas. Uh, side by, at one when I was younger, I thought they were merging together. Um, I have no idea what was going on. Yeah. It's a little weird the way that they're positioned, but Tarant- so Tarantulas is like, oh, something's going wrong with this. And he turns around and sure enough, they're like right in front of him. Uh, he freaks out and shoots off his shoulder like machine guns at. Oh, wait, no. He does the crucifix with his fingers first. Mm. Then we, he. Sh- yeah. Back. Yeah. Then he we, shoots. We his also shoulder get uh, Cheetor jumping into the scene and he's like got some spiders in his mouth and he does a little yeah. sh- kitty shake and it's really cute and <laughs> <Yes>. good. <laughs> and then he drops one out and sort of like guffawing as he sees the Vok floating towards Tarantulas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so Tarantulas' guns, like, the bullets just pass right through the Vok and hit the machine that was zapping Tigerhawk, and it causes it to turn. To swing around. Yes. Just and as the Vok, like, uh, apparently try to possess Tarantulas. Yeah. They enter his body, but then he's hit with the, the energy blast from the gun, which knocks him. It keeps, it's like a, like a bolt of lightning that is continuously hitting him while he's pressed up against the crystal, the Energon crystals. And we see him and the Vox sort of like spasm a bit. And then he just explodes. He's fucking dead, right? Everything. Like he's Everything. super fucking dead. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kendall, yeah. you can mark this as an actual permanent death. Yep. 11. <laughs> I think we're at 11 deaths for, <laughs> for Tarantulas that was is the like, final count. Like, that was a very final death. Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wow. I mean, like, and I and I liked it, because it was, like, fucked up and cool-looking, but it's also, like, kind of anticlimactic for, for, for tar- Tarantulas, but it's also... I, I like it, but it's, but it's a little bit... it's also kind of fitting for him, too. Well, yeah, I mean, like, they also just mentioned this, like, secret about his origin, and then he gets killed off, so we don't really... I'm not sure if we're going to get more of that, mm-hmm. or if it's just going to be, like, a thing that they never mention again. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a thing they never really mention again. That's kind of disappointing. But Wait, it's really? Cool. Yeah. But the thing in the next episode, isn't there a thing in the next episode? Well, there's, the- there's, there's other things that come up, but they don't explain. Ex- I don't think they in in show specifically said what he meant by the him and the Tripartite Council not being of Cybertonian descent. That's that's what I mean. That's what we are. <laughs> oh, so so just like the important thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah Um, see that's that's why this i was this show this show must have just been like canceled and so they were throwing everything at the wall for the last couple episodes that has to be what happened there was a couple there was a couple of times where they were worried where they weren't sure if they were going to be renewed like i mean that that was i I think we've talked about it before but there was like moments when they were a hundred percent not sure if 
the, I thought it was like every season they weren't sure. And they were, I don't think yeah. it was every single one, but there was quite a few times when like, well, this might be the last one. So if we don't leave, you know. Well, that was I mean, that's what we've been saying is that every, is that every season finale was like that. But like this yeah. almost feels like like the season was cut short or something. And so they were just throwing everything at the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So we get Cheetor, uh, who hops into the into the room and transforms, and he manages to to get Tiger Hawk out of the web. Uh, we then sort of get a scene where he he has he's sort of leading Tiger Hawk out or like carrying him out of sort of time for his cast a scat and he has this yeah. little run thing and I'm like and I, I just imagine like Sonic the Hedgehog from the Satam cartoon going it's juice and jam time because it's yeah. literally just that <laughs> um, we do get the return of an actual real life looking explosion when Tarantulas' base explodes because we have actual flame uh, that sort of shoots out of the cave behind Tigerhawk and Cheetor Um the screen goes white, and then we get Optimus uh, above Cheetor, sort of knocking him in the head a little bit to to wake him up. Uh, and Cheetor's like, well, "How did you find me?" And Optimus is like, "Well, you you left a pretty big trail." And we, as we see, <laughs> the the entire cave is on fire now. Um, Cheetor uh, then points out the glowing ball has returned, and Optimus asks what it is, and he's like, "Old friends." We then see the the glowing ball enter Tiger Hawk's body, and he comes to, and he's like, "What what has happened to me?" He even and, says, "What happened to me?" Yeah, and not us, and it's yeah. just fuck, fuck you, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> um, Cheater does say, "Tigertron and Air Razor have come home," and Tiger Hawk's like, "Home?" He's like, "Yes, this is home." I remember now. He's like, things have changed. And he looks at his hands and he's like, what have I become? And Cheetor's like, uh, you're Tigerhawk now, a Maximal like us. And he's like, Tigerhawk, I like the sound of that. Um, but then Optimus is like, there's a lot of questions still to be answered for all of us. But for now, and apparently home. we won't answer them all. Yes. <laughs> and so we get Optimus extending his hand to like shake Tigerhawk's hand. And Tigerhawk like looks at his hand and is like, holy crap. He's like, Rude. yes, you two have a shitty design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he says things have changed a lot. And then Cheetor like, is chuckling and Optus sort of gives him a nudge. And then they all transform and go flying off. Kind of thing. I yeah. did think it was rude that he didn't still give him a handshake. Cause, like, yeah. Just because his hand's bigger, dude, doesn't mean you can't like grab his finger or something. Yeah. <laughs> still, he's, still, um, he's still confused. Yeah. So as they go flying off, we then the final scene we see is uh, Megatron sort of watching them all and then going flying off. And that's the end of the episode. So, so yeah, we, we sort of alluded over the course of this recording as to what we thought of the episode. Yes. If I you listen I'm really thinking- closely, if you listen really closely to the first half of the episode, you'll get a feel yeah. for what Emily's opinion was. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing that sucks is that it's a fine episode, except for that part. But that part sours me so much on it that I don't like the episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I and like I said, I, I feel Tiger Hawk was a big fumble that it could have gone so much better. They could have yeah. done so much with it and so many cool things. And then it, 
it didn't. It's funny to me because I thought the episode was so bad from beginning to end that I almost didn't notice the bad parts with <laughs> Tiger Hawk. Well, the, the court scene was fun. It was yeah. well, so here's the thing. Megatron having a wig on was fun. Uh Inferno typing on a keyboard was fun. Even the court scene was not very good. Like Oh like, yeah, there were there was errors there too. Like, I mean mm-hmm. I mean I mean if 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 they if it was very phoned in like it was like i said it was like they had an idea for an episode and they were like we're out of episodes i at least want to somehow fit it kind of in like if if they'd have made it yeah if they'd have made it a longer scene if they'd have had yeah if they'd have had a uh, waspinator you know be like well i'm just a poor southern uh, predacon but yeah <laughs> you know you know what would have been great if when they introduced the uh, that scene if they had some sort of mock version of the people's court theme playing in the background <laughs> i mean there's a million things they could have done like like even that scene was not that good i just i just want to i just want to like like it was it was the reason it was good is cuz there were a couple little moments in it that were good but the rest of the scene was not that good the cgi in the episode wasn't that good the the needlessly complicated storyline Plot Vok crap is bad anyway, but also now it's sexist, I guess. Like, yes, I explained very. I, I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, you're right. I I guess is what I'm saying. You're right. It's just like I had tried to talk myself into the the idea that it's not really a fusion; that it's actually their son, but. The fact that it has their combined sparks and in other interpretations, it, it was it was actually a fusion. It's pretty clear that this is a fusion where it's, you know, it's Piccolo. It's Piccolo uh, fusing with Nail and nobody ever mentions Nail again. Yeah. yeah. Which that's is free. I was going to say, which is why I like the uh, DBZ bridge, because they still occasionally <laughs> still have them around. You can do it. You can win. Oh, I'm just playing pool back here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you have a pool table? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have Minesweeper. That, my favorite still is when uh, when they're thinking of na- names and he's like, it's like Big Bang Attack. And he's like, uh, you know, this from Special Bean Cannon. And, and like, and then like Nail's like, and then they start naming off names. And then Nailgun's like, Nailgun. <laughs> 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 and and Piccolo's like says out loud he's like shit that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to go back and and actually finish that cuz I I like I got the, the problem with the YouTube series like that is I got caught up and then like you know it takes time before yeah. they put the it takes time for them to produce the episodes so I lost the momentum. Plus they like got removed from YouTube a bunch and stuff. Couple so times, yeah. Yeah. I may have to, yeah, I may have to go back and revisit that cause it's good stuff. You yeah, know, I, it is. I still, I still, um, anytime a Pokemon uses self-destruct, I think in the back of my head, I hate it when they use self-destruct. <laughs> <laughs> I still love, uh, cause my first introduction to it was the, the DBZ abridged Kai. Yeah. I love that. And, the, the line I remember most from is, Hey, Pickler, are you a y- Yoshi? Hells yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I first got introduced to Team Four Star when they had a brief stint of Neck Out the Glasses. Oh, yes. And, yeah, and I remember like watching it, and I, it was the episode, um, I think it was episode nine is the one with, um, uh, like, Napa, watch out! And he, like, with the disc thing, and he's all like, um, I forget what Napa says, but it pisses him off, and then he's all like, you know what, Napa, forget it, catch it! Catch it with your teeth. He's like, yes. I got doggy. <laughs> it's so good. And, oh, no, no, so I, and then I found out that fucking Napa was a guy I went to high school with. And I was like, oh, shit. So oh, wow. No, yeah. Kurt, Curtis Arne, Takahata 101. I went to high school with him. And I actually got to hang out with him again in 2013. He was at a convention with Team Four Star. And I got to hang out with Team Four Star. And it was pretty fun. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Vegeta, it's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I think I remember. No, Curtis does a very good job as yeah. as Nafa, and, uh, and his other roles too. Like he does, um, I think he does uh, the Elder, uh, not Namekian, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Oh yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Guru was also one of my favorites. Super comic Guru. And that's also the con where I met Scott McNeil because I was hanging out with Team Four Star and Scott oh, McNeil started yeah. talking to them. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what's up? Well, I didn't say that because I was like nervous and shit. I didn't really say much, but I hung out with them. <laughs> but yeah. So there was the episode. Yeah. Um, in light of the recent HasCon, uh, we're actually going to be foregoing a read of a news post because there's going to be a special news episode um, that will probably immediately proceed this episode. So we've gotten some questions, and then we'll probably cut out a bit early for this so that we can... So that M and Jordan and wonderful Casey can do a news episode. Um, but what do, what do we have for, for questions there, Jordan? Uh, we got quite a few this time. Um, so way back when, Gwyn at, at, uh, on Twitter at Witsuaru asked uh, if Tigertron and Air Razor's uh, relationship just a prototype for gem fusion. And as I was explaining before, because we, we were talking about this there, it seems more of a practicality than than uh, than anything specific. Mm-hmm. Like I like yeah. I was saying, like it seems more of like a a a joining of convenience for the Vok than than an actual than than anything else. Yeah, they just saw it as a means to an end. Like, I guess I'm trying to think. Like in in like Oval and Sugalike, so, so like just to give an example from Steven Universe, they kind of have to like have to concentrate keep them fo- self-focused there that's not exactly what's going on here no so in that that's... way i guess it could be considered a prototype since you know this it's like more of just not taking in consideration what's going on between the two yeah I suppose i don't know would anyone else like to weigh in? I'm not really familiar enough with the show because I haven't really watched it to be able to to give. I, I, I don't want to say too much about it because like I, I'm watching it yeah. with Cassie and she's seeing it for the first time and she listens to his podcast. So I'm trying to be like, but I mean like Jem, I, I yeah. The reason I'll say this much: the reason that Gwen is comparing the two is because Gem Fusion, uh, the way that the Crystal Gems use it, is more of an extension of a relationship. Well, the show uses it to to have relate to like, as a metaphor for relationships a lot, and Tigertron and Aries are romantic, so that's why Gwen's uh, kind of comparing the two. Yeah. Um, but like Jordan said, I think this wasn't really done out of romance at all. Like it was kind of just like yeah. the the Vox were trying to make a really powerful transformer, and they combined two uh, 
base Transformers together to make a more powerful one, presumably. Um, yeah. Don't really know much about Tiger Hawk or how power. I mean, they got they got the Gatling guns in their wings. I guess it's pretty cool. But I think the <laughs> elemental powers were were specifically from the Vok. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that was from yeah. Tiger Tron or Tiger Hawk. I should say. Well, we'll see. Sorry, Gwen, because like it was a good. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a lighthearted question. I kind of, I'm kind of just bummed out by the whole thing with Tiger Hawk, but sorry. Man. Thanks for the question. Okay, and then uh, she she also asked uh, if if you were on trial for crimes against audio entropy, which uh, which host would keep you from the pit? I would say that I think uh, Zach from TWA would be a good ally to have on the bench. Yeah, seems like he would he'd be very understanding. And on yeah. on your side, I think Luke, regardless of whether he thought you were guilty or not, would do his best because he's if he was pretty intelligent, you. yeah, like yeah. he would be a good defender, dude. yeah. That or Joel, he, he, he can bullshit real well too. Yeah, <laughs> Luke's very good at that. And um, I think Joel could get us off on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very um, good at debating and arguing yeah. like bullshit stuff, so. I mean, I, I think I'd go I with think, Luke, too. I think Luke would be a good defense attorney in this presumable uh, Transformers uh, trial. <laughs> I think Crystal could do do a good defense. Crystal's good, too, yeah. yeah. Crystal's very very intelligent, very good at um, arguing with people. I would say that, yeah, she, she's great. Mm-hmm. So I would... She uh, off of Luke well. Sorry. I would represent myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they say. A person who represents himself has a fool for the client. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's a possibility. Uh, if I did, if I didn't represent myself, I feel like um, it would either be Jordan or it would be somebody like Casey who uh, who like guess because I feel like I feel like any of the. Um, like any of the the famous hosts, like like Zach or whatever, <laughs> um, like they don't care about me as a little person. Aww. No, I, no, not that. That that sounded worse. Than, no, no, no. <laughs> but they 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 don't know the they don't know the subject. You know, they're they're not listening to War and Beast. They're like. I'm on Teenagers with Attitude. I don't listen to War and Beast. I listen to my brother and oh, brother Zach, and me. Zach said that we were his favorite podcast once. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. then and then though. and then after we did episodes on Transmetals and Fusors, the, it came up on Teenagers with Attitude like two weeks later, and he didn't know what a Transmetal or a Fusor was. <laughs> oh, so yeah. fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's I, fine. I don't listen to most of the stuff on the on well, the network either. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. I, there's I don't the possibility he's behind. Like I've I've mentioned many times before, I'm listening to the teenagers with attitude, but sometimes I'm like a week or two behind. Well, I'm, on- well, but the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jordan. You're not a yeah. week or two behind on War and Beast, so you would be an expert on my character. And therefore, uh, fight fight way stronger than uh, you know Matt or Luke or whatever. Matt, geez, oh my god, Matt. <laughs> Matt, would, Matt would just look at the case and be like, uh, "Nope, you're fucked, dude." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, 
I, I just, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a different answer actually than uh, Jordan. I would get Molly to defend me because she would just beat the shit out of Megatron, and that would be it. She would just punch, <laughs> punch, 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 punch. For <laughs> for crimes against audio entropy, is Megatron still the judge? Oh, that would be awesome if he was. Oh, well, whoever, whoever, whoever it is, Molly's gonna punch him for me. So. <laughs> Hopefully she will. I think that's she that's the other thing. Fuck off. That's the other thing. If it's if it's crimes against audio entropy, then the big audio entropy people are probably going to be biased against me. Except maybe the public defender. Right. Yeah, defenders were to uh, to to defend. Yeah, but um, like if but like if you're talking about like I wouldn't want if my if I was crimes against America. I wouldn't want George Washington to be my public defender because, like, he started America. He started America, so I would want. Yeah, I mean, I would want a public defender, but I don't think. But I don't think that any of the big people would be the public defenders. It would be the the little ones, like uh, like Lucas, Lucas of the DCOM, Eddie. <laughs> he he probably he probably would be a good a good public defender. He seems kind of the like the kind of down on his luck. Uh, Saul oh, Goodman God. type. What? <laughs> Do you mean like Before the aw shucks? Like, <laughs> I feel like everything I'm saying is coming off as mean when I'm talking about all these people <laughs> that I have a mass immense respect for. I respect everybody. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah, next question. Okay, buddy. Um, so you co- you cosplay as yourself or at uh, on Twitter at what is cosplay. Asked if you and a significant other were fused by aliens and sent to destroy the rest of the audio entropy network, who would st- snap you out of it? It depends on which of my significant others I got fused with, I think. Well, let's see. Um, if, if it and was, I got fused it, together and okay. went on an endless rampage that had to be stopped. Um... I would say either Zach or Simon, I think. Simon probably because he's the closest geographically, so he'd be the first (laughs) to get to us. Uh, Or Zach potentially just because I get along well with Zach. Okay, so I can can picture two situations. Um, One where, where I'm more in control of the fusing, and one where my wife Molly is more in control. So, uh, and both of these end up with uh, not not well for the audio entropy people. <laughs> um, so, um, so, so the if I'm in control, then what would happen is uh, Zach from all along the Watchtower would interrupt my rampage by saying something I don't agree with about comic books, which would initially stop my rampage, but then I'd be angry. And so then, uh, it would cause me to continue. Um, and then alternatively, if, if, if my wife Molly was in control, then, uh, one of you guys, probably Greg would, would talk me down. Uh It'd be good. But then Molly would be like, you take my husband away from me four hours a week. And then, you know, Actually, okay. she supports my podcasting a lot, so that's actually not true. But it's funnier if I make her the if I make her out to be the like yell at you kind of wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So if me and Mike fused, I think I'd be Matt because Matt's 
really good friends with both of us. Mm-hmm. So he'd probably be really good at talking both of us down. Um, if it was me and Cassandra, I think the one audio entry person who knows both me and Cassandra the best would be Molly or Priscilla. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of those two, I think. Probably Priscilla, honestly. <laughs> what, what if it was all three of you, like a like a combiner? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there an anime about that? What? Oh, that would be a very good fusion. Because, I mean, like, I love Cassie and Mike, but they don't love each other. So it might be kind of, like, weird, unless they're both, like, supporting me, and then it's okay. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Oh, I, I, I'm trying to think of the less, the most less depressing way to just say my thoughts, because I don't have a significant other, and uh, well, it, and you know, as as I've kind listen, of listen, that was it, me like two months ago, so don't worry. No, about well, it, no, no, I'm <laughs> saying, and as as I pointed out, like tend tend to be like uh, asexual and aromantic kind of mm-hmm. thing. Well, maybe not aromantic so much, but. But the thing is, is that I don't really look towards getting those kinds of co- kind of relationships. So there's not really anything uh, that I would say would happen that. Would, yeah, it, does, it doesn't know, apply it's, to you as much. Yeah, it's hard. That's it's fine. Hard <laughs> okay, well, to to modify the question, then, if you went on a a singular rampage, let's say, who who from Audio Entropy would talk you down? Well. To be fair, I'm pretty much sure any of you guys could. I don't imagine Jordan going on a rampage yeah, at all. I mean, <laughs> Jordan's like the <laughs> nicest dude, chillest guy. <laughs> like all my, I mean my my friends always have uh, have always like said they're always worried that uh, since I, I tend to be like the the butt monkey of the group that I'm going to snap and and just go on a rampage on everyone. But they realize that they 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 just said that he you know they did. We've made a promise that uh, I can't kill anyone unless I kill them all, and since everyone's like in different regions now, that's not possible. So, uh, clever planning. Yeah, because they know, like, they know basically, like, uh, I'm, uh, like, I have enough obsessive compulsive uh, habits that if they phrase it something like that, then they they can just basically keep it from happening. Yeah. All right. Next question. Okay, so also from uh, what uh, you cosplay as yourself, uh, can you pitch an Ace Attorney style case using the Beasties? That sounds fun. <laughs> so let's see. I would imagine. Okay, well, Tarantulas will definitely have to be uh, red herring. Okay. Because that there's always one of those. Um, and let's see. I'm trying to think if it's one of those one of the cases where it starts out normal and becomes a murder. Or red, by what do you mean by red herring? It's we just establish this for a second here. I mean that he basically is uh, someone like who's not on trial, who obviously is the is obviously a villain, but is not actually the actual villain. For yeah. The okay. Yes. Okay. Because I was I was gonna say it'd be like quick strike on it'd be like this case. Let's say quick oh, strikes on this trial. Case, yeah. But like but like Churchill is really the one who's in fault. So like that kind of thing would would, would work. No. No. So no. No. Like no. This. No, like like when you talk about the red herring, it's the it's it's when you're watching a TV show, it's like the first suspect who's who they, but is that they what gravitate Jordan right meant? towards. Yeah, that's what you meant because I mean, like, because like, yeah, like I I I feel like because I don't know if you know Ace Attorney at all. There can, but all- Ace Attorney, it's like it's like Perry Mason, where like he's a defense attorney and he solves the case during the trial. 
and figures out who the real killer is to defend his his client. It's like that. So like that's why I was kind of thinking like Tarantulas would be the actual bad guy, and the one on trial would be like fucking some other Predacon who like didn't actually do anything, and it was just kind of like yeah. Like, like, so so I guess what Jordan's saying is that uh we'll use names. Quick Strike is on trial. Uh, and Tarantulas is the immediate suspect, but Tarantulas also didn't do it. Tarantulas just, it just seems like to the viewer, like there's a, some clues that point you in that direction, but it actually was that Megatron was, uh, was betraying himself in order to, uh, <laughs> garner support from the other Predacons. He was, he was shot, and then thus, for his revenge, he decided to raise raise Quick Strike up from a child. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, <laughs> so here's all I know. Insanity of some of the Phoenix so Wright all stuff. I all I know about a- Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney is there's some crazy lore where World War Two never happened, and so yeah, there are a bunch of UA. That's why yeah. you're saying yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, they brought that up on TWA. I thought they brought it up on another podcast, but I'm all mixed up then, I guess. It was on, it was on TWA. It was on the first episode of Return of Tommy, or Return of the Green Ranger, sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Like, then uh, that must be where I heard it from. I thought I heard it from, like, a different podcast. But anyway, yeah, that's all I know. So basically, uh, here's my pitch. Uh, the Beast Wars happened, and that messed up the future, and so then World War II never happened, and there was a Japanese influx of immigrants into California, and etc. Wouldn't it be an influx into... Yeah. Wouldn't it be a Japanese influx into Cybertron? No, because it t- Phoenix Wright takes place in California in the oh, okay, Americanized yes. versions or whatever. All right. Yeah, you're right. That was TWA. I thought I was being clever <laughs> by referencing, like, Sailor Business or something. Um, I need to listen to more podcasts. <laughs> All right. Next um, question. We got one more from uh, uh, you cosplay as yourself. Uh, why are the muscle fibers in Dragon, Dragon Megatron's pictorial so defined? Uh, I'd say it's because that when he got the upgrade, he got them to find how, how well he looked. And he wanted that. Yeah. And it's because it's part of his like regular midsection, which is like a human-esque thing. So they made it look like human-esque abs. Mm-hmm. So, also, yeah. that's that's also that's. Uh, I think those muscles are still somehow attached to his wings that he flies with. So they at least would be. They have to be strong enough to lift him. True enough. If we're talking about muscles as if they're human muscles and not just like robot yeah, parts. Yeah. <laughs> true. Hmm. Okay, that's all so uh, we got a question from that dude over there at, at Mike Loves Rabbit. Oh, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> And they ask, what crime are you all on trial for, and why is it failure to detect blatant horny? Oh, yes. come on. I love you, Michael. <laughs> I I'm not on trial for that. I'm the one who fucking figured it all out. <laughs> I would argue that I'm the, that, uh, well, I don't know if I would be on trial for such a thing. I don't see how that, that is a crime. It's a crime for audio entropy. <laughs> That's your audio entropy crime. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm saying we your crime in audio entropy. Because the rest of our network is very good at detecting oh. those things. <laughs> yeah, and I know we, we were kind of joking back and forth on Twitter about this earlier. Yeah, and yeah. 
And I think I figured out kind of the reason why it actually rubbed me the wrong way and why I was like, actually like, you know, saying stuff when, when it came up. It's because, and like, a, uh, like, a, actually, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. It took me so long to actually figure out that I was asexual and like that I just. No, I, 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 I understood. That, yeah. You, that the you, idea didn't, that like, you didn't like being called a normie because you're not well, society's no, no, no. vision it's, of it's, normal. And... Yeah, but it's, it's the whole idea that everything is sexualized in everyone's mind is that uh, that's that it's like one of those things gotcha. like, why, why don't you why don't you see that it's obvious kind of thing and it's not that i don't see some of these things like i said like a lot of times i'm just oblivious and like when it's pointed back out to me you know I'm like oh yeah you're right you're right but yeah it's just it's one of those things where like well you know you're saying everyone sees it this way, but I don't see it that way. And it's, I'm not it's, saying everyone sees yeah. it that way. I'm saying well, I know, but I'm just saying it's, it's one way. of the, it's one of those things, kind of things that it got is yeah, why. No, kind I'm of sorry, Jordan. <laughs> you're right. I have to say you're sorry. But I mean, like, I I I, I didn't want to like. I, I, I it's you know you're right. It, you're calling saying that you're I like you know a normie or whatever. It's is like yeah, it's not necessarily fair, I guess. But but anyways, uh. So I don't know, Kendall. Do you have any uh, <laughs> things to say about, about whether it's a crime or not? I mean, I had I I turned off the notifications from that Twitter conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be guilty because I'm oblivious as fuck when it comes to that sort of stuff. It's fine. Well, it is. It, there is. It is the fact <laughs> that ignorance of the law is is not an excuse for for it. So. So, so like, I'm probably know. I'm probably going in the audio entropy slammer then. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably other- slap, probably like strap me to a chair and have my eyes open while I'm watching like <laughs> episodes of Totally Reprise or Totally Spies rather. I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> while while having Totally Reprise playing in the background so that it's embedded into my brain. Your eyes have to be open for that. The vision, that audio medium. <laughs> Well, no, they would, they would, yeah, they would have me watching Totally Spies while playing Totally Reprise. (laughs) My God, (laughs) like, see, see the horniness. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we had one more question from Ryan Butson on the Facebook group: Uh, What fusion of two characters would you have liked to see, either as toys or in the show? Personally, I'd love to see one from each team fuse. Like, like Wasmere and Rattrap would be fun, I think. Kind of like a weird, like, oh no, like some mischief alien has fused the various characters together kind of thing, maybe? Cause it, oh, it's sort of like that Voyager episode where Tuvok and Neelix got fused together in a transporter accident. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um... I think a Wasmere and Rattrap would be fun, just because then yeah, I think they that'd would probably be, the... be just I... at each other. Yeah, I think that would probably be the most entertaining one. Cheetor oh, but- and Quick Strike. <laughs> oh, dear. Would it have two tails and the snakehead tail would try and bite the cheetah tail? Um, well, what I'm picturing is actually uh, the only part of Quick Strike is the, is, the, um, is the cobra part, and it's instead of Cheetor's head. So <laughs> it can run up to you and go and, um, yeah, bite you. I was just imagining if the two of them were fused together, they would start having a slang off. Oh, God. Jumping Jupiters. Well, kick mocking. Well, tarnation. <laughs> um, oh, but then, you know, what probably would happen is that it would be Death Charge and Rampage, and that would just be, ugh. Ooh, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but 
I guess uh, uh, basically what um, in show. Well, I the show already has my favorite fuser in it, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I have I have mentioned that I did did like the the toy tiger shark fuser, which That's I think cool. is, yeah, which I would be kind of interested to see if they how that would be in the show. Um, but other than that, I I, I pretty, pretty much we have what we have or a silly episode like like we suggested would be interesting. Yeah. So was that all that we have for questions? Yep, that was all our questions. Alright, so anybody got anything? We actually a pretty good amount this time. Yeah, we did. That was awesome. Yeah. Does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? Um, I'll still plug Game Apartment 1C again. Uh, I was actually got to be at the last uh, live stream, which he's still aiming for like Fridays. So you know, if you missed the last one and you just remember the time, you can tr- probably catch it this Friday, even though you'll be hearing about it afterwards if you're listening to this. Uh, Dan's, like I said, Dan's a very fun person. He interacts with the things and it's just kind of fun. There was this, he was playing Ghosts and Goblin or Goblins and Ghosts, or I forget which one with King Arthur and stuff. <laughs> and there was this like wonderful timing of him, like, he, because it's one, it was super Ghouls and Ghosts, so. You get you can you kill things and sometimes they'll drop a weapon and that'll change the weapon type you want. And he was like, "Okay, well, let's see what new weapon is in this chest." And it was a torch. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm not taking, I'm not falling for that again. I'm not touching that." And he immediately like got hit by a character or something, and it, uh-huh. and the fallback from it pushed him right into the torch. So like immediately as he like turned away to get away from the torch, he got stuck with it. <laughs> it was fun. So I'll put you know besides. Besides, like, the other podcasts I usually, you know, uh, promote, uh, They See Me Rolling, uh, Jesse Cooper's podcast, uh, Curio Cast. Um, wait, there was a, oh, uh, I think the, I, the, I've had a, a huge, I've made a huge mistake. Uh, we'll have an episode with me on it, re- uh, this week. Nice. Yeah. Right on. And how about you? Um, you can catch me, my artwork on datatrader.tumblr.com and I'm on Twitter at This Is Emeralds and Instagram and Facebook and, I'm oh, sorry, Instagram, YouTube and Twitch, This Is Emerald. You can also catch me on other audio entropy programs that are coming up, uh, Home for Minute Losers, In Pursuit of Passions, and, um, I also guess on a lot of stuff, particularly TWA, I've been guessing off on a lot lately. Um, also, I'm in the works recording a podcast with my girlfriend, Cassandra, called Stronger With You, where we cover um, the entire Steven Universe with her never having seen it before now, and me have, being a huge fan of it. So it's kind of a fun thing where we, we watch four episodes, talk about two episodes, take a break, watch the other two, talk about those two episodes, and you kind of get like this, this nice little her reactions and her like uh, making theories about stuff. And it's, it's really fun. It's, it's kind of like, let me tell you about series, but a little different. Mm-hmm. Kendall, I, don't know what, I don't know where that's going to be. We're, we're still figuring that out, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find everything I do at Kendallcast.ninja. I'm also at K Hallman on Twitter, K H A L M A N. Um, most of my uh, podcasting energy these days is going towards my new project, uh, Waiting Here for Every Man, uh, where I'm interviewing normal people about the music in their life. Uh, this week's episode, I interview an old friend named Joe Inch, who is a uh, slam poet and one of the biggest fans of emo music that I know. <laughs> cool. Well, as always, you can find us on audioentropy.com. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Warren Beast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Warren Beast podcast. Or if you're really old school and still like sending email, you can shoot us an email. Uh, our email address is warrenbeastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, uh, like we've mentioned before, there's a ton of podcasts that are in the works right now. Uh, Home for Infinite Losers, uh, Book of Medora, of course, just came out a little while ago and it's still got a lot of episodes going up. It's real good. Yes. It's really, really good. Chris, Crystal and Cameron are really fun to listen to you talking about Zelda lore. Yes. And how um, uh, Link follows our Lord Jesus Christ. Of course yes. he does. Yes. <laughs> it's explicitly in the text, as Crystal yeah. points out. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure you check us out. There's something for everybody. Um, I know last week I had mentioned some some stuff there. So any support that anybody can throw at uh, uh, Icon uh, Underground uh, is always appreciated. I'm sure they they would love uh, some support there. So I, I shall give them a shout out as well. Uh, but yeah, it's another week, another episode in in the can. I su- I suppose we only got two left of the entire series. Wow, TWA must be so jealous of us. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. War and Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. And I'm Kendall. Let's roll, folks. So they're making a uh, Dinobot combiner in, in the Transformers Earth Wars now. Oh, my God. <laughs>